What's up, everybody? Welcome to PSI Love You XOXO episode 31. I'm one of your hosts, Greg Miller, alongside the Pride of Long Island, Colin Moriarty. Greetings, citations. Good to be here today. What are you downloading? Severed. I know. I can't wait. Are you going to jump right in or are you going to do like delayed gratification? No, I got to jump right in. You're going to jump right in? Yeah, I want to. I got that plane trip on Thursday. I think I'm going to wait till then. Because what I want to start tonight is something I've been putting off as well for more degra- delayed gratification. Valkyria Chronicles on PS4. Oh, yeah, yeah. We've had that for Have a while. It, I know. I've had it for a while, but I, I was so hung up on the division. Yeah. I got the division out of my way. Yeah. I, I got through episode two of Michonne over the weekend. I started in Enter the Gungeon. I've been playing a lot of games, catching up on my backlog. Yeah, yeah there's a firmware update. That happens I thought sometimes. I just played the Vita. We all think we just played the Vita when in reality the Vita hasn't been played in 14 years. That's true. It's one of those where you don't even know. You don't even remember. It's just gone. You think you just played the Vita yesterday and it turns out you turn it on and you haven't touched the goddamn thing since Hot Shots Golf World Tour. Or, yeah, I was right. Right? Open Invitational. Yeah, yeah that, that checks out. That checks out, I believe. All right. So the system update. 3.60. It improves system stability in some games. Everyone's wants their review to be more stable. I guess we'll just worry about that for now. Okay, you can do that. How you doing? I'm well. How are you? Good. What have you been playing? Uh, Ratchet and Clank, pretty mm-hmm. much exclusively. Um, I'm on the last boss. I didn't quite beat it. I mean, I'm like five minutes away from beating it. I just, I had gotten to that point in the game right when uh, I had to go on Saturday, and I have not been home until this morning. Sure. So, um, it's uh, as I tweeted out today. It's uh, one of PS4's best games and big words from you, Colin. Yeah, and uh, I think with the exception of Resogun, I think it's its strongest exclusive. Um, and I know that that's going to be a hard thing for people to believe. I know people are going to throw another Bloodborne in there. I'm sure some people are going to want to throw uh, Infamous in there and and things of this nature. I wouldn't put that in there, but I'm sure some people will. Sure. Um, and I'm talking about like AAA or media exclusives. I'm not talking about you know downloadable exclusives because I can't. I, my my mind just can't go down that rabbit hole right you now. You can't like, do. It. I can't. So. Um, Ratchet is extremely beautiful and it's fun and it's funny mm-hmm. and uh, I can't believe they're charging forty dollars for it. I can't believe they're charging not charging sixty dollars. Doesn't for it. feel like a budget game, not quote unquote. No, it's you said me- it was better than Crack in Time. You think it's the best Ratchet? Possible. Yeah, I mean, it's been a while since I played a Crack in sure. Time, and it's been a while since I played the original Ratchet. But so the idea of this particular Ratchet, which is on, which is an Insomniac game, um, is. It is a reimagining in some respect of the original game. Yeah. And they do kid around a little bit in the marketing, I think, and even in the game. Like, it's the game based on the movie based on the game. And so I think that this is... So I think the movie has its script that is loosely based on the first game. But they've taken out some things about it. And it's been a while since I've played the original Ratchet. So the one thing is that I don't remember many of the story elements anymore. The one thing I know that they removed is that Ratchet and Clank don't hate each other anymore, which is like a huge... I think that was in the first game. I, I could swear. I could almost swear that that was in the yeah, first they game. Were, they had the most uncomfortable relationship. They weren't, they weren't, they weren't friends, friends at all. Yeah, when they got it, when they first meet. Yeah, they, yeah, like they hated each other. That relationship, that rapport. And I feel like maybe in my history of Insomniac, I don't know. I talked to someone over there about it. Like, well, it's so uncomfortable. And I think that they knew that. That yeah. like, why? Why do you make them hate each other? Sure. So in this one, they like each other immediately. And the story's a little loose, but there's a bunch of new cutscenes and kind of new story elements. But the, a lot of the design of the planets that already existed in the original game are there. And and what I realized, like, is that the shit just implanted in your gray matter somewhere. Like, I like I remember all of these planets. I remember this sequence. I remember. It's just cool to see this planet, or this planet, or this planet, or this sequence, this sequence, and this sequence that you totally played, reimagined in HD, reimagined in 1080, and all these kinds of things. So it's. It's a beautiful game, and and Drew Murray, we were talking about this on Colin Greg Live this morning, Drew Murray, who's a friend of ours who worked on Resistance and Sunset Overdrive um, and Insomniac, um, came on GDC stream last year, and he was really one of the first people to ever talk about Ratchet and Clank, and he talked about it, and our our show got heavily cited, 
where he was basically saying it looks like a Pixar movie, and mm-hmm. it does. Now, I'm not saying it's like all the way there, but the game is really pretty, and um, the cutscenes obviously are, are pre-rendered and absolutely beautiful. But the, the cutscenes, I should say, that are pre-rendered because there are cutscenes that aren't. But the game is beautiful. The color palette is very vibrant, um, and I feel like this is a must-play game. Like I feel, like, I feel like this is that I had so much fun playing this game, and and dare I say it's my favorite game of the year so far. Um, You're allowed to say that, I think. Now it has like all the things that you love, like it has new weapons and old weapons, so like the Groovatron's there and all that kind of stuff. You upgrade each weapon by using them, so it's a, a very similar, you know identical way that you play ratchet, it's ratchet. then ratchet gets upgraded with experience to increase his health um clank gets and ratchet both get their upgrades to make them in the jet packs or whatever but there's a lot of reimagined or completely new parts of the game too that i think are, are pretty neat and there's a whole card collection system in the game so like you kill enemies and sometimes they drop cards in addition to dropping like raritanium which you use to upgrade your weapons on the back end which is another upgrade tree um and these cards when you make groups of three of them so like similar weapons or whatever rhino or whatever they happen to be they can give you like a five percent drop rate for raritanium or they can give you like um uh these you know, choices you're making no basically it's just like you collected these three cards so now you're gonna enemies will drop 10 percent more gotcha collectible bolts cards or, whatever, or yeah, bolts yeah. or whatever it yeah, is yeah. and uh so there's an extra layer of depth there that I really appreciate. And then the, the challenge mode, which I believe was inherent in the original Ratchet and Clank. So like there was a whole think about like Resistance Fall of Man or something, which is another Insomniac game where they'd have like a list of things to do. Yeah. In the game, like crazy things like win this battle, do this thing like in this very specific way. I think that's unlocked after you beat the game. So it gives it like some more replay value. Plus there's easy, medium or normal and hard difficulties. So at $40, like I, I just I don't know that this game's going to be for everyone. No games for everyone. But if you're into 3D platformers or you want to see what Ratchet and Clank's all about, if you are obviously a Ratchet and Clank fan, this is a must play game. I, I wish I talked to I, Scott Rohde, um tweeted at me today and was just like, you know, we're really glad to hear that you like it because, you know, I'm paraphrasing, but because we were really happy with the way it turned out. And I'm like, I'm really surprised that you guys. In my mind, I'm like, why are you not charging $60 for this? First of all, it's cool that you're not. But second of all, this game's fucking great. This I'm surprised that they didn't talk about it more. They must have known how good this game was, and so well, I think I want to. I, I want to talk to you about here, no. I want to talk to you about why they charged that and not the other. But I think we have a question that plays into it. Ha Mood zero seven says greetings and salutations. By the time by by this time, hopefully both of you or at least Colin have played and enjoyed Ratchet and Clank. My question is, why aren't we getting more games like this? Why aren't we seeing new Jack and Daxter games or Ape Escape or maybe another Sly Cooper? I know there's a lot of talk about how people don't play these kinds of games anymore, but I refuse to believe that. Nintendo keeps making these family-friendly games, and while their hardware is not selling, the games are doing well. Splatoon sold over 4 million copies on Wii U. And let's not forget how well Skylanders, Disney Infinity, and the LEGO games are doing. I know, figures and licensing helps, but still. P.S. Greg, I finally got around to playing Diablo 3, and you were right, that game's awesome. Told you. That's my thing. And why I think the $40 price point makes sense, right? It's another Ratchet and Clank. It, it sort of could be another Jack and Dexter. It could be another Ape Escape, right? And for me, I'm like, cool. I've played those games a lot. But you're coming out now saying how g- great this game is, how different this game is, that there's all these added on things. And so it's, it's so 40 good. bucks. Well, I, you already saw it on uh, Colin and Greg Live today. A person went over and pre-ordered it based on yeah. that, right? Because $40, you don't have to think about it as much. The the barrier to entry here, I don't think, is this is an improved IP. It's a, I've seen this IP once or twice. Like, what is this game going well, to be? Well, I, I appreciate the whole, like, entryway into... Because the, the movie's coming out in a week or two, and this is going to be a game that they hope parents go and buy their their kids, and at a cheaper price point, it's going to be more palatable for them to do that. And I, So I totally respect and appreciate that. Yeah. But when I was just reading about the game, I mean, they would, you know, Insomniac and Sony said certain things, and I never really trust what PR people say about, like, games in the sense that, 
you know, like this game is a market improvement or this game is this or this. It's like, all right, let me see for myself. I'm not saying that they're not trustworthy people, but I'm just saying like I'm skeptical of like everything that I'm fed. Yeah. And I'm surprised that they didn't like this game really isn't the original game like it is, but it's so much more than that. And maybe I'm just it, maybe it's been so long since yeah. I played the original. It's not that long. Actually, I played it on PS3 when they re-released it in the sure. collection. But sure. Maybe it's been so long that it just feels newer and fresher to me, but there are definitely like new sequences, new this, new that in the game. Like I definitely don't recognize a lot of shit in the game. And you're not maybe, bored. Maybe you're just not sitting I'm there like you know what's also. coming next. Exactly. And I just feel like to his point, Sly 4 was a similar thing. Like we've said when Sanzara released Sly 4, we, we said similar stuff, which was why don't they make more games like this or why is this so good? And I think it's because they just have a little Sony has a little bit of reluctance with the platformer, the mascot platformer now, which I think is healthy. And so when you do get them, you're excited about them. It's the same thing with ukulele, which is not a Sony product, but sure. It's like, we're excited about this because we don't have them anymore. So I hope that there's some restraint shown because I do think a, this game's going to do very well. The game, the game already critically is being acclaimed. It's gotten tens and nines and eights like across the board. Mm. A lot of nines. Um, so when I saw the scores, I'm like, am I crazy? Like well, this is so fucking good. What's interesting is this. It's maybe the inverse. It's actually part of a plan where a Sly four just kind of came out, right? Thieves and times. And it was, we, we liked it. We were happy to have Sly back. It didn't, it, I don't think it emboldened new Sly fans. It wasn't like somebody found this game was like, Oh, I love this. I'm gonna go back and do all this stuff. Right. Whereas this one's based around the fact of right now it comes out. Hey, you you've given up on ration or just aren't super stoked about this it's really good it's 40 bucks and then you hope yeah in two weeks the movie comes out people leave the theaters and are like oh and there's a new game sure and they pick it up and like oh this is awesome yeah i think sony has something here i i it's so funny because like if, if people just give the game a chance i think they're gonna love it and if the movie does well and i don't know anything about the movie but they, ratchet, ratchet i mean this movie i was kidding around saying this movie's like 15 years too late and it, and it yeah. kind of is i mean the game it's 14 years technically because ratchet came out in 2002 but um i feel like they could live again with this series the series isn't dead and and we thought they were like into the nexus was a game people get mad at us for ignoring that game that was a budget real ratchet and clank game but it really wasn't it was seemed like very half-assed and i just i played it a little bit i remember the insomniac came into ign to show it to us and i played i'm like that's there was nothing since a crack in time which was in 2009 where i was like this is um ratchet and clank sure and I'm not the world's biggest Ratchet fan by any chance. Some, some people are saying like that I was shit talking Ratchet. I don't think that ever happened. I should talk Jack and Daxter. Quite a uh, bit. I always liked Ratchet. My sister actually was really into Ratchet. And she was the one who introduced me to it when I was younger. But um, well, not I guess I was a teenager. But she had. You were PS2. still younger. Yeah. Um, so it's not like I'm the world's biggest Ratchet fan, but it just felt very nostalgic. And I want to say like the the writing is really funny. Like the game's funny. Yeah. And it's the first time since maybe South Park that I was laughing out loud. And oh, again, wow. I was like laughing at it. I was like, this is. It's just, you know, Mr. Zircon is amazing. Mr. Zircon can't um, be beat. But his, and his lines are some of them. And Quark's the telling the story, right? Yeah. So like it's it's a, yeah, I don't want to ruin too much. Of it, okay. but it's, okay. it, the perspective of the story is through Captain Quark's eyes as he's in prison and like what happens in the in, in that kind of sequence of events. Um, but to me, it's it's just a super special game. And I I. I I like it and I'm surprised by it and I'm surprised by Insomniac and I'm surprised by Sony's like seeming reluctance to, to pound the fucking pavement on this game and get it into everyone's hands immediately and talk to everyone about it. It just didn't seem like a game they really cared much about. And I'm shocked by that because it's a way better than a lot of the games they do care about. Yeah. So um, congratulations to Insom and congratulations to Insom uh, to uh, Sony and hopefully we get more of these. That's the one thing I'm super excited about is I'm like, okay, we don't need a remake of the second and third games on PS2. Now what we need is like a brand new $60, 15 hour ratchet and clank for 2018. How like, long can we do again? that? 
I would say it's I, I, I must be 10 or 12 hours into it, but I am like really I, I mosey about when I play yeah, Ratchet yeah. Clank. I get all the bolts. I'm looking for gold bolts. I'm collecting the cards and rare tanium. And so, I mean, you can probably play it way quicker than that. And you can play it on easy and you can like skip puzzles and stuff like that. So it's like sure. kid friendly. Um, so we'll see what happens. Okay. But I'm, I want to I want to, you know, take, you know, my words were you know, take it with a grain of salt. Everything I say about anything. I mean, you have to kind of figure things out for yourself. But this game is fucking great. I just want to say that. So, yeah. okay. Yeah. While you're focusing on that, I was playing a whole bunch of different stuff this weekend. Like I was talking about a lot of it was quantum break. We'll talk about that on the games cast. However, I wanted to bring up this question from I dream of August. Dear Colin and Greg, after playing the division for a few weeks now, I'm already getting bored with the repetitive nature of the game. I only reached level 15 and the allure of the beautiful environment. It wasn't enough for me to stick around. Are both of you still actively playing it? If not, why uh, you had stopped? You were already slowing down. Did you hit 30 yet? That no, was your I goal. mean, and now I'm distracted because now we have severed and which is like a huge priority for me because I fucking love drink box. And we're going to talk a little bit about them and in, in the Roper's report. Um, so I need to get back to, it. I just want to get it out of the way. Sure. My thing is I hit 30 the other night with Fran and them played a little bit more running through the dark zone, getting crazy good weapons, having a great time. And then just, I, I was playing quantum break all weekend or all Saturday and Saturday night, uh, Ty and Fran hit me up and we're like, do you want to play a division? I'm like, yeah. And I hopped on and it was just like a fucking wall of just like, ah. Oh. I'm not going to be in for this the rest of the way. You know what I mean? Because it was jumping in and Tide been like, oh man, I've been I've been uh, milking this mission all day long, getting Phoenix credits, doing this. Then we went out and we were doing another challenging mission to get more Phoenix credits. And like you're talking about how many Phoenix credits you're earning, 30 at a pop, but it's like 150 to go get the the next piece of gear that's like good. I'm like, mm, this, the gear treadmill just out of the blue. Well, that's what the game's always been, but it was always an obtainable carrot right in front of me. I was able to get to you right away. And all of a sudden it was just like, Nope, this is going to be now playing the same missions over and over again with strategies and this and having people pull you and tell you what to do and where to go to go get this, yeah, to get this. Not, I'm like, this is not what I wanted. Yeah, this no game boy, at all. No, I, Cause I enjoyed my entire run up to level 30. No problem. My secondary character, all that is, it reminds me a lot of DC universe online where all of the, leveling mechanics and stuff were great and I was enjoying myself and I was in, you know okay that's coming next I've got this you know level 29 item that I'll be able to use in two levels when I hit it that's gonna be fantastic that's gonna be fantastic and now that I've hit 30 and it's to this point of do I want to go grind on these missions over and over again it's like no I definitely do not want to yeah, do that yeah I mean I always knew that that was in the complexion of division and that's oh, I knew why that I too I, mean, I didn't catch me but, off I, guard. but I mean I knew that that was going to wear me out I wanted yeah. to see the story and I like the world I like the division I think it's a really good game but I just want to get to level 30 and just forget about it and maybe forever. Yeah. But at the very least until the DLC comes out, I'd like to go to Brooklyn, maybe do something in Queens or yeah. I don't know. But the world is very compelling. It's just not it's and the mechanics are great. It's just not the back end of the game is not what I want it to be. And that's just me. So, I mean, not every game's for me. Most Yeah, games are. I, I was hoping it would slowly wear me down, but it seems like all of a sudden I'm still going to jump back in a few times. I know because I know I'm right there on a few trophies, right? That I can just get in, knock out a couple silvers by going through, completing these other encounters. I've come so far on the collectibles, it'd be kind of stupid not to go through and see those through. Yeah, I stopped kind of just even caring yeah. about any of that stuff. But I'll like that's all that's all fun that single player stuff that I can worry about myself and then see how this goes. I know the dropping incursions on that chest, but those are supposed to be even harder, which would motivate me more to go on these fucking missions to get Phoenix credits to keep this fucking treadmill going. And I I'm like not about that i like it it's just love yeah, the game. It's, it's just i had a great time way with too it. much stuff we, like you said we have valkyrie chronicles yeah. we have severed there's want, way too many other are games you gonna that, play, oh, and fucking enter the gungeon are you gonna play gungeon yeah absolutely dude i've been having that so game much fun way up my, i mean i know the thing about it is i played it you know I t- i've been talking i've been beating the drum for gungeon since me and nick saw it at that event year and a half ago and 
I when I when I got to, and sat down and played it, I really expected it to be more Rogue Legacy than it was. Where okay, I die, I come back, I get to invest, you know, my coins or whatever, my bullets here, and do this and get that. And it's totally not that. It's totally spelunky. Where every time I go in there, it's brand new, and you've just got to be better and better at the game or whatever. And at first, which I, thought, I love. I've, and at first, I was like, what a turn off. But then I find myself unable to stop playing it and get those, you know. As I start wrapping my head about why I would teleport, where I would teleport to, coming back from that, jumping into the game, figuring out uh, how to attack this boss, what my method will be for that, how to use these guns in different ways, what the bonuses are, the different characters on each one of them. It's great. What do you like? It looks like? we just got Axiom Verge Vita codes too. Oh, nice. Good. It's, all, it's raining codes. It's raining codes today. Right, so wait a minute. Let me ask you before I even take that. Let me for Sever. Did you take one of these yet? Yeah, I took the top one. Top one. All right. So. Let me just enter this. In I'll do so. all the housekeeping while you okay. do that. If you knew, ladies and gentlemen, this is PSI. Love you. XOXO. It is kind of funny.com's PlayStation podcast. It is the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet. And it posts each and every Tuesday at 9 a.m. Pacific time on YouTube.com slash kind of funny games and podcast services around the globe. So why don't you subscribe to that YouTube channel? Why don't you check out our other podcasts like the kind of funny games cast or the game over Greggy show? Why don't you tell your friends? And I know what you're saying. Greg, I'm one of the best friends. You have more best friends than I have best friends. And I understand that may be true in a number of sense, but you have best friends that I don't have. So make sure you spread the word about our little show so we keep doing it and we stay motivated and everyone's happy. Because if I'm ever unhappy, you'll know. How you doing? You need more time? Need more fill time? Well, I'm trying to see if I have enough space. No, oh, that's always the worst. Preparing to download. Get that big? Oh, then you should be. Oh, uh, no, no, you're going to pop out. If yeah, 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 you're no. I'm sorry. No, I'm good. Woo! Now, made it. I want to, before I go, let me go back in here and I'm just going to delete. What am I going to delete? I'm going to delete Sivrev for now. Oh my God. Really? You just started Sivrev. You were so yeah, excited because about I Sivrev. Space because I, Axiom Verge should be small, but I'm going to download Axiom Verge concurrent to this as well. Should have got that big memory card. Damn, I'm fucking in Vita heaven right now, dude. Yeah, I know. These are like the two games the I want to play on Vita. I get them within a half an hour of each other. Yeah. The severed to the top of the list as a cruel mistress. Severed to the top of the list, right? Oh my god! Yeah, because Axiom Verge. No, but Axiom Verge meant to be played on Vita, of course. And I'm gonna play the fucking shit out of it on Vita. I'm telling you right now, I never beat it. No, no, I know you were you you made the cry. You would wait until Vita for it, and then Vita came a year and a half later. My Vita is like so fucked. I'm telling you, man. Gotta get get to Japan. Anthony Carboni's over there right now with Amaris. Hit him up and say, buy me. The color of the Vita you want. What color Vita do you want? You want that bright orange one? I wanted the Dragon Quest one, but uh, I will. It's probably maybe I should shops. ask him to buy it for me. That's not a bad idea. Something just failed, but I don't know what it was. I heard the noise. Yeah, I know the <laughs> the troubled Vita noise. Of course, we all, all know. Right, so it hold well. on, let me do this. Sorry, I know this isn't good TV or whatever we do. No, oh, I don't know what the hell this is. It's fine YouTube stuff, I guess. It's just I. I You're making me want to go get my Vita and download Axiom Verge because I already got severed. I'll do that. No, it's, I'm almost done. All right, fine. Who am I to Let's, say? I mean, can you? Who not? am I to say? Hold on, jeez. Who am I to say? It was actually a secret trap. The Waterman is back. Wait, hold on. Be quiet. He's coming back. He's passing by. Never mind. I didn't say anything about it. Talking about the Waterman? My ongoing <laughs> romance with the Waterman? <sighs> Here. Thank you. Did you take top code? Dude, they're already oh, they're labeled. labeled. What a nice young Dan man. Dan Edelman. Dan. Thank you, Dan. I like how he gave Nick and uh, 
Tim codes is that they play the fucking Vita. You would assume that if you are part of Kind of Funny, you play the shit out of the Vita, but you would assume wrong because Nick Scarpino is a jerk. All right. While you're doing that, I guess we should get in the Roper's Report. Let's begin the show with what is and forever will be Roper's Report. Time for some singular possessive news. There are 14 items on the list. A baker's motherfucking Axiom Verge Severed Dozen. What an exciting time to be alive. And that's rare for me to say. <laughs> Severed's downloaded and installed. Okay. Yeah, Severed Number one. Now, this story people were asking about, Greg, and people were asking about it specifically why we didn't talk about it, but it happened kind of uh, at the same time as we were recording at Rooster Teeth last week, the show uh-huh. that some people hated. Now, they hate, they, they hate everything. That's true. Now, I want to talk about it now. Number one. Major leaks have purportedly uncovered many secrets surrounding Sony Santa Monica's upcoming AAA PS4 exclusive, and it's, you guessed it, a God of War game. <gasps> a deluge of artwork leaked via site NerdLeaks, apparently garnered from a personal website of an artist who worked on the game. A deluge of artwork leaked via site NerdLeaks, and apparently garnered from the personal website of the artist who worked on the game. That's really not a complete sentence, but deal with it. According to Polygon, the site has been taken down, but NeoGAF smartly archived What? Well, come on, NeoGAF, you smart guys. The artwork and accompanying information suggests that Kratos is the protagonist but that he'll be visiting Norse mythological locations this time around. Sony hasn't commented on the leaks, but Polygon sources note that the artwork is quote-unquote legitimate. And I can tell you that this is completely in line with what I've been hearing about this game for several years. Mm. So, um, I want to, yeah, at least two years. I mean, we, you and I heard about this a long time ago. Correct. And we just never corroborate it, I guess. But I've heard this. It's been an ongoing From rumor. people. So, um, I've heard this as of, like, we were still at IGN. So like this, I, I, my assumption is, and I'm talking specifically about the Norse mytholo- mythological thing. Yes. So, and you've heard this as well. Correct. So, um, I would say that it's almost certainly real and I would ex- expect that this is an E3 game and I would expect that this is a spring 2017 game. Okay. Um, I don't know that for sure. Either of those things. So far that's working out. I agree with most of that. I think so people like their God of War. I personally don't care about it, but maybe this will, there's like some interesting stuff here. Old man, God of War, like he's older. It looks like. From this is from the concept art yeah. and the gaffes. Okay. Uh Kuro Inferno writes in, just like you can, to kindoffunny.com slash PSQ for your questions. And says, Greetings, Colin and Greg. I have a question for you to retar- re- regarding God of War. Some days ago, a user on NeoGAF leaked some details about the rumored God of War 4. In that thread, it was stated that the game will take place in North Mythology setting, and Kratos will be the main lead as in the previous games in the series. Now, assuming that this leak is legit, my question is, do you want Kratos to be part of this game or someone completely new to be featured in this setting? I would love to hear your thoughts on this. You say you don't care. No, you, I don't of course, have never I, been a big God of War fan. No, I, but it's, the, the ironic thing is that the gameplay is great. I, I, love I playing played God, God of War 1 yeah. and 2. I played God of War 3 for a little bit. I played Ascension at like events. Yeah. Well, I actually think I platinum God of War 1 or 2. I don't know which one. Or I was like one trophy away. I fucked something up. But... um. When it came to PS3. I know. Uh, so I like the way the games play. They're very arcadey, very quick. I mean, th- those are the kinds of games I like. There, there's a there's a Ninja Gaiden DNA in there. There's a, you know, there, there's a lot of what I like in terms of the gameplay. It's just that like Kratos is a terrible fucking character. He's absolutely awful. And he's unlikable, but he's supposed to be. But he's not like Tony Soprano unlikable or something like that, where it's like you kind of like I fucking hate Kratos. He there's sucks. no depth to him. There's no character to him. No, exactly. I'm and, mad all the time. Every- so, so the the ironic thing is that I don't want more God of War because I don't like Kratos, but you can't really have God of War without Kratos. So it's like having Uncharted without Drake. Like you right. couldn't really do it. He is the God of War. So 
I'm kind of in the middle to like a catch 22 because I'd like more of that gameplay and I'd like Sony Santa Monica to take advantage of their know-how in that gameplay because they, they, they make great games like in the vacuum. That's like those are great games. It's just that the aesthetic, you know, in terms of I, I shouldn't even say aesthetic, the the story and the voice acting and the characters like this shit sucks, you know, and, and that's just always the way I felt about God of War. It's what I hate when people are like, we're so up Sony's ass. I'm like, have you ever heard me talk about God of War before? Like, that's one of their most popular franchises. I hate yeah. it. Um, that's so the thing I don't about know. it. If it's a different kind of Kratos, if it is that he's older, he's seen things. He's if they're here. My whole problem with Kratos has been what I've talked about in I think when I reviewed the collection back in the day is the fact that he's just a terrible character. And for for a character to work, you need to be able to root for them, get attached with them, feel with them. And Kratos feels nothing. He is all anger. That is all. He's always up here at ten, which means there's no. He's just a cartoon. He's stupid. You know what I mean? Like there's no characterization to him there's no reason for me to cheer him on there's no reason for me to want him to go out and kill these people i get it that's it's super sad that your family was killed and their ashes you killed your family under the power of the gods their ashes are your skin now that's a cool fucking thing i would love some moments of weakness in there i would love you to be sad about it and come down there and explore some kind of range right so if it comes out here and like i don't know what what's his motivation going to be to go after the norse gods that's a cool idea i like and is it just now he's out to eradicate every god every deity ever also a pretty cool idea but i'd love a step forward for kratos that was always my thing with um the uh ready at dawn games right is that they're always telling like oh well this is about his brother and this is about their relationship with their mother And i was like this is cool this is the kind of shit i want and that i remember those were the games that really got me into god of yeah, war some people really like those games actually they more. were great i loved them but it, i didn't love kratos in them i love those games in spite of kratos god of war 3 is a great example of it of like God of War 3 is a spectacle and it's beautiful and it's fun and it's like I just don't I just don't care about Kratos at all. At no point do I ever worry about him. So like when we get to our ending and it's a cliffhanger it's like I I really don't care. It is one of these situations I do believe that we for me there are two major franchises that Sony has that just don't resonate with me and it's Killzone and it's God of War. Mm. And Killzone went in the right direction with Liberate or not Liberation with Shadowfall. Uh, with Shadowfall and no with and with uh what's the one on Vita? Why can't I think of it? mercenary mercenary uh liberations the psp one the those so they started like trending i'm like okay like i actually want to kind of see kill zone and with three and then ascension three i was like i just can't and then ascension like i really was like i can't fucking do this yeah and ascension i was like oh no like the multiplayer is actually pretty fun but but um this is not why i play games so i'm like they're trending in the other direction so yeah while kill zone has something to prove to me when it inevitably comes back in terms of can they sustain what I think Shadowfall did really well, and I think Shadowfall is a great game. Um, and I know some people don't, a lot of people don't agree with that, but I think Shadowfall is a great game, especially for a launch game. And But God of War has so much more to prove to me, and I'll play it, but I don't care. And I would have rather have been, I've been way more, ex- of course they're going to work on a, Santa Monica is very cryptic, because it appeared that they weren't working on anything. Yeah. But they're clearly working on something, and they were working on two games, they're a big, that's a big fucking studio. Now they're hiring 50 more for another team. So you assume that that's this canceled space teams kind of slot to go and work on something one. new. So yeah. it's got a war game. I'm interested. I'm, no. I'm intrigued, but I, 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 it's clear what I want out of that. And I don't know if they'll deliver, but the problem is, and not the problem, I guess, is that I was, I loved the PSP God of Wars. You know what I mean? And I don't know if it's because putting them into a small, onto a smaller screen changed my expectations of what they were. The ability to like stop and go on and go, you know, and like that, it makes sense then for how shallow Kratos is, but when I'm on a big screen, I want a bigger, bigger experience. If yeah. that makes sense, they definitely nail it's, it. It reminds me a lot of uh, Assassin's Creed, where they nail in Assassin's Creed, they don't nail the gameplay; they nail everything else, right? Like yeah. the, especially Assassin's Creed Three is always my example. I love how the game looked and it was awesome. Because the game sucked though, 
Like, who wants to play it? And with God of War, it's such a shame because the gameplay is so well. It's just nothing about it makes you want to play it. Good gameplay is at the core of every great game or most great games. I mean, there are games that don't have great gameplay and we have to make exceptions for those journey or gone home three fourths home. These are fun games. But typically when you're playing an action game, you want to play it exactly. and they nail the gameplay. And that's There's why no that's why I play through them, even though I don't care about this. Dude. Yeah, I just can't. Like, I just there's too many other games to play. That's the problem. There's way too many other too games. Many games. Number two. All on the Vita. Evolution Studios, the now defunct Sony owned studio behind the Motorstorm franchise as well as the PS4 Racer Drive Club lives again. <gasps> Most of the team at Evolution, which was shut down by Sony towards the end of last month, will be joining publisher Codemasters as a fully owned racing developer toiling away on a new IP for the company. According to Games Industry International, quote, Codemasters has stepped in with an unprecedented deal to keep the team together and working on new projects, bringing Evolution Studios as a whole into the fold and making it a part of the Codemasters family. Most of the staff, including co-founder Mike Ho- uh, Mick Hawking, will be joining Codemasters as a separate team, working together from the same offices. I have this saying. Fix it for your notes no one will ever see. Same offices to produce brand new IP for the British Racing Specialist. Previous IP remains in the hands of Sony, but Hawking and his team will essentially continue Evolution Studios' work under new ownership, end quote. So there's a lot of misconceptions about this, and I couldn't really find answers, although it seems like the Games Industry International story is the is the the hub of where all this shit's coming from. It seems like they were the ones that had the scoop. Um, Evolution wasn't purchased by Codemasters. There's no Sony. There's no money that's changing hands at all. They're picking up the people. Um, they're, Sony's lost all this talent, basically, to them, and I don't think they can be called Evolution Studios anymore. Uh... And they're not going to be working on the IP. They'll be working on PlayStation games still, but they'll be working on Xbox games as well. So congratulations to them. Game uh, Codemasters is uh, well known now for their racing games. And so, it's a great fit, right? And that's what you. That's what Codemasters does. So yeah, congratulations to all those folks. Yeah, I'm glad that they landed on their feet. It seems like basically almost the entire team's intact. So um, very smart, very shrewd move. Um, shrewd because maybe not though. I mean, they did. Kind of, I mean, I don't mean to be rude, but they did bungle. Drive Club, at least certain sure. certain people or certain parts of that. Just studio. don't just don't bring over the online infrastructure, folks. Bring over the people who make the cars but look good. The end result of Drive Club and the previous games that studio worked on uh, are Motorstorm. People love Motorstorm. Uh, people love even the games before that, and people obviously love Drive Club. So, um, and Sony loved it enough to buy the studio. So, um, so congratulations to those guys. The well deserved reprieve. Number three. PS4 firmware 3.50 is live and you've probably already downloaded it and messed with it a bit. But there are more tweaks, fixes, and new additions in the firmware than meets the eye. Reddit created a so-called mega thread to compile some of the under-the-radar additions to PS4 via 3.50. So while we knew you could now appear offline or search communities easier or play music from your USB again, unannounced tweaks include party member limits from 2 to 8 users, disabling of screenshot notifications, and life from PlayStation tweaks as well. The PS4 Reddit has full list if you want to check it out. Props to the users there for compiling all of that. So it seems like there's a lot of back end shit that they did not talk about. That sure. is fixing. I don't know why they would do that. It's weird. They knew um, nerds like us would dig in and get it on their own. They need to make enough about it. Like things that weren't even in the patch. Like a big stink. Surprises. Here's a surprise. Yeah. Seems a little weird to me. Yeah. When has Sony been normal? <sighs> Never. Number four. Naughty Dog is apparently open to Uncharted continuing. Not under them, but under a different developer. And a conversation with Games Radar. Naughty Dog's Neil Druckmann answered a question about another studio taking the mantle, to which he said, quote, if they made a great game, I'd be excited. I'd want to play an Uncharted game I didn't work on. Excuse me. It'd be a lot of fun. Obviously, we would have a big part in it as the creators of the franchise, but we just want to make sure they get the essence of it right. Ellipsis. If there's a studio that can do that, then great. If not, then it's okay that this is the last one, end quote. It's important to note that it's not ultimately up to Naughty Dog what Sony does with that IP, Um, but they will respect Naughty Dog if they want to continue it. What this tells me is this can be either two things. is a red herring and Drake's dead at the end of Uncharted 4 
Um, or it is it tells us that Drake's alive and well and the, and the story can continue. But you can also tell backstories as well. So, of course, yeah, prequels, as they say. Number five. Would you care? Would you, I mean, would you be excited for an Uncharted not done by them? Yeah, because we played a great Uncharted not by them. Sure. So I, I so the proof's already in the pudding for me. Number five. The much anticipated and long in development PS Vita exclusive Severed, yeah. which we are downloading on our Vitas now, finally has a release date. It will launch on the handheld on April 26th. The game comes by way of Drinkbox Studios, the team behind the Mutant Blobs games, as well as Guacamelee. It will cost $14.99 and will be 10% off its opening week if you are a PlayStation Plus user. Um, so that will make make it what thirteen or twelve fifty, thirteen fifty, something like that. I hope it's awesome. Thirteen fifty. Everything I've seen or played from it, I really, really enjoy. I hope it lasts for as long as the game. My is. suspicion is it's going to be awesome. Now, this is where I want to kind of get on my soapbox for a minute. Here's soapbox. We re- we referred to this when we did our let's play of uh, at GDC, which is on youtubecom slash kind of funny games. We cut it out so you can look at it. It's actually going to be annotated at the end of this episode of PS. I love you, XOXO. Now. We don't know if the game is going to be good or bad. We don't. But this is a make or break moment for Vita owners. And it really, really is. Drinkbox Studios could be doing anything they want. They can work with multiple publishers. They make Guacamelee. They could be making a sequel, which they can cash in on. They're not doing that. They spent two years making a Vita exclusive called Severed, which is a dungeon role playing game, first person role playing game. And let's assume we'll find out before the game comes out we'll be able to talk about it so listen to us again i'm not telling you just buy it regardless sight unseen no but if this game is great and it probably will be because everything they made is great based on the pedigree and you own a vita and you don't buy this then like really how dare you like complain about the 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 dearth of vita games these guys in 2016 are giving you an exclusive vita game for 15 bucks that looks fantastic. We know what they can do. We've played their games. We know exactly what they're capable of. And we have to put our money where our mouth is with this game. I'm telling you right now, we have to put our money where our mouth is. So we'll check back with you. We have to look at the embargo information and stuff like that. And when we play it and we we'll beat it, we'll have our honest opinions. And if the game sucks, then we're going to steer you away from it. But I highly doubt the game's going to suck. So we... This is a this is an important game for us mm-hmm. as Vita fans. And Axiom Verge is another important game for us. And we already know the game's awesome. So you should buy it if you don't own it on Vita. But... We must pay attention to this and show them, show Sony and show Drinkbox and developers and large and publishers that, and let them know they may not sell two million copies of the game. I'm not sell a million copies of the game, but can can we sell a couple hundred thousand copies of their game? Can they can we make it profitable for them and make it worthwhile for them? Can we make this 2016's Taco Masters? What you're saying? Yeah, exactly. So more on that in the coming weeks. But I wanted to set that seed. <laughs> Cut ahead to PS. I love you. XOXO episode 33. We're like, oh, it's terrible. <laughs> it's not going to be terrible. There's no way we've played it and and we've seen it and it's not going to be terrible. So. I just wanted to say that because there's so much chit chat about Vita this and Vita that. Well, you're getting one. You're getting a fucking game from a top tier developer. And now it's time to support. Yeah. Now it's time to put your fucking money where your mouth is. Don't sit there and be like, well, I'm sure it'll be free on PlayStation Plus eventually. I'm sure it'll be a giant. No, no, it's time to go. Time to move. So let's see what happens in the coming weeks. We'll have more on that soon. Number six. According to a GDC presentation given by World of Tanks developer Wargaming, there are 36 million active PS4s in the world right now compared to 19 million active Xbox One consoles. This, coupled with fresh data from the game industry analyst EDAR, paint a rosy picture for PlayStation 4, especially when compared to its primary competitor. EDAR has PS4 at 36 or 37 million sold at the end of 2015, with about Xbox at about 20 million units. Interestingly, Vita is shown at about 11 or 12 million units sold. So... Um, and I'm saying about or approximately because it is bar graphs with increments of five and it is hard to tell or actually 10, I think. And it's hard to tell like where it is. Um, 
And you can see that the numbers aren't equal, but it's giving us so like actually EDAR has Xbox One selling more at the end of 2015 than Wargaming has Xbox One selling now, but they're calling them active units as opposed mm. to total console. So anyway, it gives us an idea that the numbers are about two to one for PS4 and Xbox One. And we'll have a little bit more on that in a minute. Stay tuned. I think we will. I think I wrote it in here, didn't I? Or don't. No, I, I mean, stay tuned. There's other things coming. There's a lot. There's actually. a lot in the show. Outside of just yeah, that's not important. the news and the no the numbers. I'm interested in what you think of this one. Well, we talked about it on Colin Greg Live, but maybe the audience wrote in about it. Number seven. Donut Drake will not be making an appearance in Uncharted 4 at Thief's End. For those unfamiliar, Donut Drake was a humorous, morbidly obese version of the handsome and fit Nathan Drake and can be found primarily in previous Uncharted's multiplayer modes. Word comes by way of Games Radar, who spoke with Naughty Dog's Neil Druckmann about why this popular skin was removed. Quote, I didn't want to have a laugh at someone's expense. I thought we'd mature be matured beyond that. We actually had the whole thing modeled and in there, but we decided to make the call not to do it. We had a big debate about it and kind of approached it from all kinds of angles and decided we weren't comfortable having it in our game. End quote. This no b- one wrote in because no one cared. This bothers me. Yeah, I know you get real upset about this one. Yeah, you don't believe Neil Druckmann. You think he's giving you the old one too? No, I, I it's not that we talked about this. I believe Neil Druckmann. We know him and I trust him. But what I'm talking about here is the chilling effect of um making artists skeptical or timid about the things that they're doing for humor or for anything just to express themselves however they want even if they want to be mean and i think that this is proof that regardless of what neil Druckmann feels or says because i believe what he says that it, they don't want to be mean-spirited they don't want to do all those kinds of things they've matured they've grown up that's fine but to me this is an example of what happens to creators mindsets when they're afraid of feedback or they're afraid of negative feedback. Mm-hmm. And they saw this. Donut Drake's an institution in Uncharted. And they and they saw this and were like, now people are going to get upset about it. You know, that's that's my whole take on it. My thing, I, I don't agree with you necessarily. I, I We're both believing Neil, but I'm taking the different tact of like, I don't think it's a chilling effect here as much as it is them being the people who are offended by it. This is a dumb joke we used to put in because fat people were funny or whatever, and we're not that anymore. It's not who we are. We don't want to make that. That's not our statement to make. We are the artist, and that's not the statement we want to make. Sure, they don't have to make any statement they don't want to make, but is it not? But the question is, is that off limits? Is it off limits to make fun of um, fat people or obese people? No. We're both overweight. <laughs> yeah. What up, Team Fat? Yeah. Kind I know people say that story. I'm not, but like, you know, you don't get this fucking gut. You know, I'm 40 pounds heavier than I was in college. Mm-hmm. I just have skinny arms and stuff like that. You just you don't see you the, you don't see the middle area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so we're not both svelte individuals. Yeah. Um, and I'm not saying that I am as fat as Donut Drake is, and you're not as fat as uh, Donut I'm Drake. Is. But I just I, I'm wondering what the uh, I think there's more to be told from this story, not necessarily from Naughty Dog or Neil Druckmann, who I believe about their intention, but generally what people talk about when they're afraid of censorship or afraid of complaining about nonsensical shit. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, then you're just people are timid and gunshot. Like, why can't you make fun of whoever you want? Why can't you be mean See, the thing if is, you want to be mean? I'm not saying you should be or have to be. I know. But if you want to make a mean spirited thing, that should be within the realm of possibility but, of you, even if it's just done not necessarily in the mean spirit, but to be funny, but it is still mean if that makes but sense. But the whole point is like what you're saying totally makes sense. And if they wanted to be mean and they wanted to make a fat joke and they wanted to do all this, they would. I think that what it's getting back to is that they don't want to do that. I think you look at Naughty Dog as the people who are waving the flag that games are art. We can be give you an experience better than movies. We can be on the level of books, all these different things, right? And so 
I don't think Neil Druckmann, who is somebody I, I think of, and I, I think of for sure, and I imagine he thinks of it himself too, that he's an artist, his team is artists, and that's not part of their art. They want to make something that can be taken seriously and can stand on its own and can be all these great things. And it's a goofy leftover, you know, it's this heirloom or whatever that's tucked away in their attic. Not to mention that I've always thought the Donut Drake thing was kind of dumb because it was always one of those, a whole, a whole bunch of those unlockables are like, you don't unlock till you've beaten the game. Like you've platinumed the game. It's like, why the fuck would I come back to this game? I've now, I'm usually pretty angry at by the time I platinum it. Why would I double back to play as this fat guy or whatever? I guess what I'm saying is that I don't want timidity to seep in to the creation of games or anything. But, but, and what I'm saying is neither do I. I just don't think this is the case. I think we're, you're, we're looking at it from we're talking from two, two different uh, perspectives. I can totally see in the uncharted bullpen, the naughty dog bullpen, them having this conversation and they come through and it's like, is that what we are? But then to flip it to developer X who's sitting there about to make a game like enter the gungeon or a game like whatever the fuck it's going to be. Right. And they're like, Hey, here's a great idea. Let's put a fat guy in the game. Ha ha ha. ha. And they all laugh and they go, but we shouldn't. Because then person X on Twitter is that I totally get right. Like you need to have a vision and you need to do it. And it, that's where the chilling effect comes into play where it's like that those conversations are happening to developers all the time. But I don't think fat donut Drake fits for uncharted four with what naughty dog is in 2016. Sure. I mean, that's that, that's possible. And I think I'm just using them as an example of something else. I don't think that it's them that's doing anything wrong. I think you're doing anything wrong. If you self censor yourself, I guess that's your right to do that. Yeah, I just. I just wonder, it's like we as Americans get made fun of a lot. We, you know, we make fun of Italian and Irish people. I'm Italian and Irish. Like, that's fine with me. I guess I just don't want anything to be off limits. Some of the shit that's said about Americans is super mean spirited, but I don't think that you shouldn't do it. Some of it's sure, really funny. I agree with that. Some I of it's really funny, even if it's mean. And I'm not saying Donut Drake is funny. I'm just looking at this situation entirely and being like, well, this seems to be a product of something greater than this specific game. That's all I'm saying. And I think that that is true. I don't think that they're necessarily making that decision neil saying that they're not based on the entire uh, at large kind of situation in the industry but there is a situation at the in, in the industry there is a situation in the industry look at i definitely think chilling effects happening i don't think that's what's happening here because i mean how long what we've been making uncharted for 10 years now like what, what have they been making it for yeah like what 12. are the jokes we thought were funny 10 years ago that nowadays i'd be like Oof, no sure. that's actually really insensitive You're absolutely right. i'm not saying i'm necessarily right i just want to put it out there okay number eight sony has revealed the top selling games from the playstation network as always, these listings only include digital sales of games and not applicable retail versions. On PS4, the top 10 best-selling games were in order. The Division, Salt and Sanctuary, Rocket League, MLB 16 The Show, Minecraft, EA Sports UFC 2, Hitman, Far Cry Primal, Heavy Rain, and Sword Art Online, RE, Hollow Fragment. <coughs> On PS3, the, the RE, Hollow Fragment? No. Okay. On PS3, the top 10 best-selling games were in order. Alice Madness Returns, The Last of Us, Uncharted Drake's Fortune, Minecraft, Uncharted 3, Drake's Deception, Uncharted 2, Among Thieves, Medal of Honor, Frontline, JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, All-Star Battle, Resident Evil 4, HD, and Call of Duty, Black Ops 3. The top 10 best-selling games on Vita were in order. Jack and Daxter Collection, Assassin's Creed 3, Liberation, Digimon Sto Story Cyber Sleuth, Monster Mon Piece, <laughs> Muramasa Rebirth, XCOM Enemy Unknown Plus, Minecraft, Breath of Fire 3, Super Stardust Delta, and Oddworld Strangers Wrath HD. And you want to talk about a developer that won't censor themselves, whoever made Monster Monpiece. And the top 10 best-selling PlayStation classics were in order. Bully, Grand Theft Auto San Andreas, Fatal Frame 3, The Tormented, Resident Evil 2, Resident Evil 3, Nemesis, Fatal Frame 2, Crimson Butterfly, Manhunt, Fatal Frame, Silent Hill, and Mega Man X4. Black Ops 3, Fallout 4, Rocket League, and Mortal Kombat X dominated the PS4 DLC charts, while Black Ops 3 
and Destiny dominated the PS3 DLC charts. And it says Black Oops. Black favorite. Oops! Number nine, steal yourselves because the remake of Final Fantasy VII is coming to be multi... Is, is coming. Wait, that doesn't make any sense. There we go. Steal yourselves because the remake of Final Fantasy VII is going to be multiple oh. full-size games. This according to the game's producer, Yoshinori Katase, who told Game Informer via GameSpot that the team working on the remake is using Final Fantasy XIII's three-game structure as a model. Quote, This reimagined epic will be the next core Final Fantasy installment, or rather, installments. When the project was first announced, people were confused by its multi-part nature, but the goal is to structure it more like Final Fantasy XIII than an episode series. End quote. This according to the Game Informer itself. So this is not a Katasi. Quote, Katasi says, quote, It will essentially be a full-scale game for each part of the multi-part series. In 13, each installment told the story from a different angle. It was kind of like approaching an unknown territory in that sense. Whereas with Final Fantasy VII Remake, we already have a pre-existing story, so it wouldn't really make sense if this that isn't encompassed in a multi-part series. Ellipsis. So if we're just looking at each of these parts, one part should be on par with the scale of Final Fantasy of one Final Fantasy XIII game. End quote. He later went on to say specifically about how the remake will differ from the original that, quote, I, along with Nomura-san and Nojima-san, who are involved with the remake, were also involved with the original Final Fantasy. And when he says this, I mean, I think he means Final Fantasy VII. We were the people who created it. So in that sense, we don't think anything is untouchable. That isn't to say we're changing everything. Okay. End quote. How do you feel, Colin? It's terrible. Absolutely mm. terrible. I don't know what they're thinking with this. You know, this want- is not going to please people. This is not what they wanted. When, when they asked to remake Final Fantasy VII, this is not what we they asked for. They wanted one game? They wanted one game. We wanted a out. remake of Final Fantasy VII. Yeah. Not you going back to the fucking well and figuring out what you did wrong and fixing it or making it... Final Fantasy XIII is not good. I'm sorry. And like they... they now, when they say there... Somebody wrote in on uh, the Twitch chat, right? That when they say that, they're saying they want it like Final Fantasy XIII-2. Not that it's like the no, way the game plays. Yeah, that's, way, what, that's I'm what not said. being clear for listeners and viewers. It says the structure. Specifically, that's the Just word they use. Clear. The structure. Yeah. Bad idea. We're never going to get those games in any timely fashion either. Yeah, by the time you get Final Fantasy VII Part One, you're still, what, three, Zashers. four, five years out from two? I don't know what they're thinking with this. Number 10... The very first official tease of Titanfall 2 has been dropped, pardon the pun, in the form of a short trailer. We know little about it other than that a full reveal will happen on June 12th. This is during E3. And there's animals in it. The original Titanfall was only on Xbox One, Xbox 360, and PC. But publisher EA and developer Respawn have already confirmed that the sequel will also come to PlayStation 4. And yes, it will have the single player campaign the original so sorely lacked. Mm -hmm. Number 11. Capcom's Yoshinori Ono has responded to criticisms surrounding Street Fighter V, specifically about its lack of content and the fact that it may have been rushed in order to be entered into a prolific fighting game tournament. In an interview with Game Informer relayed by GameSpot, Ono said, quote, I think it's safe to say that we underestimated the popularity of some of the single player features. That said, we are excited about the two all new single player modes, character story and survival, and we have plans to continue to refine and expand onto those experiences. Ellipsis. As we've stated in the past, Street Fighter V is an evolving platform that will continue to get more refined and built upon over time. For us, this is a marathon and not a sprint, and we appreciate all the words of support as we embark on this journey together. End quote. And then about the Capcom Pro Tour, which is why... So here's what he says about this. Because this, the big conspiracy theory about this was that this is why the game was delayed, mm-hmm. or rushed, rather. It came out probably sooner than it should have. And he basically admits that that's true. Now he says, the Capcom Pro Tour wasn't the only reason for why the game was released when it was. We understand that if we had more features ready at launch, it probably would have been better received by some of our more casual fans who tend to enjoy Street Fighter more via single-player content as opposed to competitive play. 
There's a delicate balance between our hardcore and casual players. We understand that the game serves several needs and will continue to work hard to strike that perfect balance so we can live up to our Street Fighter for All mission. End quote. Street Fighter for All! So he says it tacitly that it's not the only reason. Not the only reason, but they certainly got tried to get it out in time, it seems, reading between the lines for the Capcom Pro Tour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about any of that? No, I don't. I don't. I don't I mean, but don't I know care. we have fighting fans out there. I'm sure. Number 12, the prestigious BAFTA Awards, which stands for British Academy of Film and Television, occurred last week. The award ceremony crowned Fallout 4 as the best game of 2015. PlayStation 4 exclusives Bloodborne, Everybody's Gone to the Rapture, and Until Dawn also picked up awards for Best Design for Bloodborne, Audio Achievement, Best Music, and Best Performer for Rapture, and Best Original Property for Until Dawn. Other games that won awards that appear on PS4 include Batman Arkham Knight, which won Best British Game, and Rocket League, which won Best Multiplayer and Best Sports Game. So congratulations to all the winners of BAFTA. Good job, guys. Number 13, the long dormant Fear Effect franchise, which is owned by Square Enix, is officially making a comeback. (coughs) Fear Effect Sedna, which is being kickstarted with the blessing of Square Enix, is uh, being pitched by French developer Sushi, who previously worked with Square Enix on a smaller title. The Kickstarter project should be underway by the time you hear this story, so head there to support it if you'd like. Fear Effect saw two releases on PS1, the original in 2000, and its sequel in 2001. And a third game on PS2 called Inferno was under development, but canceled in 2003. Remember when you can get games like year after year after year after year in the same franchise? Yep. Those were easier. They were smaller. Now you're going to have to wait five, six years for the second part of Final Fantasy VII. And now, number 14, the wrap-up. Long in development, side-scrolling sequel Rocket Birds 2 Evolution is coming to PS4 and Vita on April 26th. Don't Starve Shipwrecked is headed for PS4 sometime this spring. Visual novel Psychopaths Mandatory Happiness, which takes place based around the anime, comes to PS4 and Vita on September 13th. Capcom has delayed its upcoming shooter Umbrella Corps, which is coming to PS4 until June 21st. Square Enix has revealed that a new game in the Valkyrie profile series, Valkyrie Anatomia, the origin, is coming out in Japan this spring. The platforms have yet to be revealed. The series heritage is on PlayStation. The original came to PS1 in 1999, so we'll see. And finally, Telltale Games is is acting as publisher for Seven Ways to Die, the survival horror game that came to PC in 2013 and will be coming to PlayStation 4 in addition to Xbox One. And that is all for the news. Ooh, Colin. Psychopaths is a cool name. Don't know anything about the anime, but I like the name of the game. But it's so far out. If I wanted to know what was in mom and grop shops right now, where would I go? You go to the official list of upcoming PlayStation 4, PlayStation 3, PlayStation Vita, sometimes PSP software by the kind of funny co-founders. <laughs> this is a big, this is maybe the biggest week of the year in terms of prolific games coming out, although the, there is not many games coming out. Okay. Because there's a bigger one we haven't talked about at all, and I don't think we're going to talk about Big names. Oh, I know what you're going to say. Dark Souls 3 comes to PS4 digital and a retail. As, fire, as fires fade and the world falls into ruin. Journey into a universe filled with more colossal enemies and environments. Players will be immersed into a world of epic atmosphere and darkness through faster gameplay and amplified combat intensity. Place yourself once more and embrace. I'm sorry. Prepare yourself once more and embrace the darkness. Place doesn't make you play it. You try it. You do it. I have it. I mean, we've had it for a couple weeks. Yeah, I know. But you're gonna. Are you gonna do anything with it? Maybe. Okay. You're gonna get back to Bloodborne. Maybe. Okay. Too many games. Bioshock Infinite. (laughs) Yes. The the collection. I will play the collection. Yeah, Yeah. Yes. Fallout. Maybe. Okay. Ratchet and Clank comes to PS4 digital and at retail. Ratchet and Clank blasts on the PS4 for the first time with a new game based on elements from the original Ratchet and Clank. Ratchet and Clank on PS4 takes a deeper look at the character's origin stories and modernizes the original gameplay. Featuring several new planets, all new bosses, new Clank gameplay, new flight sequences, and much more with completely new visuals constructed with the power of PS4. The power of this little guy. Risk of Rain, which looks fucking awesome. We've had this game for a little while, but I've not had a chance to play it. Comes to PS4 Envy to digital cross-buy. Risk of Rain is an action platformer with roguelike elements. With permanent death as a primary feature, players will have to play their best to get as far as possible. Fight on a mysterious planet with randomly spawning enemies and bosses, either alone or with three friends in online co-op. 
With more than 100 items at your disposal, you must secure the tools you need to find your way back home. Mm. Sounds great. Samurai Warriors 4 Empires comes to PS4 Digital. This is out on the 11th, so this is out by the time you you hear this, no matter what time you hear it. The latest title in the acclaimed Empire series is here. A new intuitive system of political management in which the best officers can be placed in their most effective position makes its first appearance. While cooperative battles are powered up, Genesis mode in which you can create your very own Warring States era allows you more individual customization than ever before. Great. And finally, Stories, the Path of Destinies comes to PS4 digitally. It says, in stories, each choice you make takes Renardo into a unique narrative from tongue-in-cheek takes on heroic adventures to dark Lovecraftian scenes. Stories repertoire is as diverse as it is action-packed. But Renardo's fateful decisions won't always be easy. Sometimes retrieving a weapon lost at the beginning of time means sacrificing the life of an old friend. Mm. And that is all she wrote. You care about stories? No, it's been bouncing around for a while, but I've n- I don't care. No. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Colin, yes, time for topic of the show. Toss, 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 toss. This one comes from Hysom over at kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, where you get your PS I love you XOXO questions read. This is gonna make you feel old, Colin. This month will be the fifth anniversary of the great PSN outage. Looking back. How did the outage change things? Did Sony win back your trust, or do you think that consumers just forgave and forgot? In short, now that enough time has passed, do you think the outage had a historical impact? Had it had, had the historical impact you thought it would? No, no. I thought it would for sure when we were living through the dark times, when it was down for pretty much an entire month, when they were lying about what was happening and why it was happening, all these different things. It seemed like that was a black eye that would never fade. It seemed like Sony got socked right in the fucking face and Xbox would be able to laugh forever and hang their hat on that. on the fact of like our network runs and didn't go down and your shit safe. And this is the whole thing. But it honestly, when it happened was devastating it was fucked up, but it also really was the first shot in a war of like how many people like that was like that was when everybody was like, oh shit, we're really vulnerable. And then what? Every Christmas after that has been the docs attack or the the, the, DDO, the DDoS. Yeah, exactly. That not take everything offline and you can't use anything. And like people are buying these systems and plugging them in and they don't work because they can't get online to get the firmware. And it's like you see it over and over again. So I don't know. It, 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 it was such a crazy holy shit moment that this was happening and that this was going on and that Sony wouldn't have an answer or a fix for so long but it was just really I think the first wake up call to where we were with games and online gaming yeah I, I, I will I agree with you that this didn't have the resonance that it should have had mm-hmm. I wouldn't even say that it would have or could have it should have had more of a resonance it didn't and I remember when we were at IGN and this was all happening I was like shit like this could be so destructive to PlayStation that they might never recover from this, that th- this is going to end them, not Sony, but and PlayStation's dominance or PlayStation's ability to really resonate with people because they can't be trusted or they couldn't be trusted with. Exactly. With the security of credit my cards. Information. Yeah. Where did all this go? They really I, fucked up. I really thought it was going to be the end of people putting their credit cards in. You know what I mean? That it would be. I'm going to buy the Amazon points and put them in there and do it this way. Why would I ever trust you with that information again? My personal data. And they do. But the thing that kept people coming back is I that do. PlayStation is. Um, it's a great environment for gaming. It's a great environment for exclusives. It's an ecosystem that people have been in for a long time. People kind of forgive and forget. Whether or not that's the right thing to do or not, I don't know. I don't think that we hold companies accountable as much as we should for huge mistakes. And that was a very inconveniencing mistake. I remember talking to Bank of America that day, um, right when this happened. I called them and I was like, I, I needed to like change my debit card number. And they were like, oh, like what happened? And they were doing it or whatever. And I'm like, y- you guys are about to get fucking 
destroyed by calls by the way i'm just like letting you know like it was in the middle of the work day no one had read anything yet i'm like yeah. and she's like oh no. i remember being like oh no um and then kind of alluding at the end of the call that they were already starting to get like an influx of calls and i'm like just letting you know I'm like this is gonna this is 80 million people yeah, yeah. Um, are affected by this so expect to hear from you know a couple hundred thousand of them probably what's interesting in <clears throat> retrospect is i think in a lot of ways that was the beginning of the, one of the big humbling moments to become the playstation they are today you know what i mean where we are a company we do make mistakes and here's Kaz and here's shoe and here's people here's mark cerny you know what i mean like we aren't just the logo with a million people working behind it people had to come out front right and stand in front of it and be like hey we fucked up you always talk about the bow right at the japanese press conference when they finally figured out what was happening and what they were going to do and all these different things and how they stayed down for what like 30 seconds 45 seconds or something like that yeah yeah. it's a very that's a great people should go look that clip up it's very Japanese in a good way in yeah. terms of like, you know, I don't mean that as an insult. I mean, that is like a very honor driven, really unique sort of situation you would never see in the United States. Yeah. And it was the beginning of them saying we have to have people out in front of these messages. We have to have people who we have to be able to admit when we fuck up and do these different things. And you had seen it before with shoe becoming a phenomenon, but it wasn't like where it is now in terms of people getting out there. You suddenly had personalities that mattered when this stuff happened and when the shit hit the fan, you knew who to talk to. And then it also did the same thing where we always talk about, right? Of like, the PS3 generation starting and beyond starting that was galvanizing this audience, right? Of like, well, fuck it. We're do or die. We're here no matter what. This is, you know, we're connected to this brand and we're going to sit around for every week and bitch about how bad it is or whatever. This was another one where it like locked in where like, I don't, I'll never forget that night when we came back to do the very infamous, uh, the PSN's back podcast drunk at, which we almost lost. Right. And we came back and it was refreshing the PlayStation blog and getting texts from people working on the PlayStation blog at the time. And like the map slowly lighting up as the PSN like rolled across the country back out to people. And it was like, that was a huge fucking cool moment. Yeah, you know what I mean? trophies and stuff. Yeah, exactly. It was like this really, really weird thing of getting back in the groove with this. And you know, that it was a company that is human and run by humans and all these horrible things could happen. But it is. I, t- I totally did think that they were fucked that like they were going to come back and forever Microsoft would hang their hat on the fact of like, Hey, we're not that bad to their, to their, to Microsoft's credit. They showed a lot of restraint, although I think that it would have backfired if they did that. And sure. I think that they know that they're way smarter than Sony with their PR. Uh, so it's, they're just a way bigger company too. And like a way smarter company, I think in a lot of ways. So I think that they were like, just like lay off. Like they're the ones that always congratulate Sony when they release bloodborne or another exclusive, yeah. or whatever. And Sony doesn't really say anything back. So it's, although shoe does, with yeah, yeah, the, the but personalities not as do. the personalities do. Um, but yeah, it doesn't make me feel old because it doesn't feel like that long ago. But no, when I, when I when this one came in from high school, I was like, no way, no way. And I went I went and looked up the spring 2011, the return one. I was like, holy shit, does that feel like another but PS, lifetime ago? But PS3 came back with strong games too. Resistance 3 came out that fall. Uncharted came out that fall. Three. Sure. Um, and then the, the train just kind of kept training kind of left the station. Like it was just, you know, PS3 had a PS3 ends, ended up selling more than Xbox 360 worldwide. So um no so i don't think i think it's an interesting question it's an interesting topic i don't think that it damaged them nearly as much as it could have or should have i will say have you changed uh, like he uh, talks about have you forgiven and forgotten no kind of the thing? Sa- so the sad you thing still put your credit card in n- not everywhere but there are certain companies that i trust like it would be like amazon would it would be a catastrophe if if they were ever hacked yeah and i just trust that that's not going to happen maybe it will I don't know. It inevitably will. Or Bank of America or your bank like Chase or whatever bank you use. It's like I just trust that these guys are running up and up because if they if people can get into those and I've talked to people actually I don't remember 
I'm really interested in that, that site Krebs on security, which is like a website that comes up whenever this shit happens. Like when Ashley Madison was hacked, sure. like this guy just like is like an expert in, in digital security and stuff. And I was just reading that. And I was talking to someone. I remember exactly what we were talking about or how it came up. But I was just asking, I'm like, why are the banks not vulnerable? Yeah. And there are reasons apparently like how, like why they're not because they spend so much capital on protecting their servers um, as opposed to PlayStation Network, which wasn't protected at all. So the random number generator that was not random. <laughs> the story is the best. Like that, that ultimately was responsible. That was the responsibility of like one person or one small group that like totally fucked the entire thing up. Yeah. Probably the same people that made the PSN name shit so they can um, fuck that up too. Someone just randomly tweeted at me this weekend that his, this is such an old video game thing that I don't know if it's true or not. Cause you used here his uncle or something work or brother or something works. Oh, here at we go. Sony. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Saying that PSN name change, he's an engineer there, saying that PSN name changes will happen by the end of next year. And I'm like... The end of next year? Yeah. That's how far out we are? What a fucking... Oh, sh- I guess the end of this year. He told okay. him at the end okay. of last year, so at the end of this year. Okay, okay. Um, that I believe, but, and that I, but be, I believed and it at every just, show when they talked about let's it. Let's just put it in the back of our heads. He says it will be free. Oh. For as long as they've made people wait. Totally fucking, fucking unsubstantiated be. nonsense rumor, Raleigh. We can but, believe that, Uncle. But I did believe all the other shit that was told to me about the PSN name changes that were lies. Sure. Titus. Tidex. Tidex. Oh, Tidex. Still a very, nice. Still a very nice man. Though. Yeah, very nice guy. So yeah, five years later, I can't believe it. Heisem says, P.S. A moment of silence to commemorate the fifth anniversary of the great PSN outage. You're clicking through the moment of silence. That's not, that's the opposite. It's silence. like when you're in church and someone's coughing. <laughs> Colin, it's trophy time. What do you got for me this week? Uh, what there game? are four games we should go over. Four games with trophies. I think Let's Ratchet's a good one to go over. How's yeah? How's this platinum so shaping up? The, the so the game was the trophies weren't even live till this weekend, so I've not even pinged my trophies. Oh, um, oh dear! But it seems like pretty achievable, except for there are a bunch of bronzes for specific things that are going to be annoying. I think mm. so. Um, so like you get. Well, I won't even say who the bad guy is, although I think you know. Like complete every holocaust every holocard set is a gold. Complete the game in challenge mode is a silver. Collect every gold bolt is a silver. Acquire every weapon in the game is a silver. Upgrade every weapon to maximum levels is a silver. Unlock every modification for every weapon is a silver. Upgrade Ratchet's health to maximum level is silver. Acquire every gadget is silver. Collect every telepathist uh telepathopus brain, which is a fucking annoying piece of shit thing in the game. That's always <laughs> the, I am you, there's like 75 of them, and I'm missing one, and I have no idea where the fuck, fuck. it is. I like that's probably two or three hours of the game was me just flying around looking for this fucking thing I couldn't find I was driving me nuts (laughs) I probably would have beaten the game like two days before Uh, win the gold cup on both rig uh, rig Rilgar and Kalibo I have that one that's a silver complete every trespasser puzzle without using auto uh, hack is a silver and then uh, there's a bunch of bronzes and this is where things get a little crazy because it's it's crazy um, ride every catwalk without moving in Kalibo is a bronze um, Why is that? Use is the Groovatron on every type of enemy. Like, it's just where are you gonna know? How are you gonna know? You know? Are there so many that you can't like just? There's like sixteen. You're so gonna you- have to just go to the plants and spam these things until it just fucking pops. Sure. Um, destroy ten inactive warbots inside the Quartu facility. Sheepinate a Blarg helicopter commander. I love the Sheepinator. Uh, defeat four enemy, forty enemies while jetpacking in Gaspar. So it's just things you have to just go and knock out. If you want. And people already have the platinum in the game's not even out yet, so it can't be that hard. Severed trophies are alive. Yeah. Uh severed, let me see, actually. I didn't say about Ratchet either, so I should go back and, and clarify. Ratchet and Clank has 30 bronze, 14 silver, two gold, and a platinum. Uh let's see. Severed has six bronze, twelve silver, six gold, and a platinum. And uh there's bronzes that are clearly story related, so remember what your mother taught you is one of them. 
sever 10 enemies, fully upgrade one skill tree, devour every buff at least once, breach a secret blind barrier, breach a secret devour barrier. Those are all the bronzes. And then um, silver trophies, fillet minions, sever four enemies in one encounter, sever 50 enemies, find every secret, explore every area to 100% completion. These are probably going to be annoying. No. Um, not, well, the, yeah, probably. It, it reminds me of East. I think it was Oath of Felgana. Was that the one that was on Vita? Which one no, was on Memory Vita? of Celsius. Memory of Celsius. Where there was a trophy for getting 100% in completion. I, and like the ma- I'm like, where did I not go? Because I didn't walk into some fucking corner of the map. So it filled in. It's like, I'm, fuck this. And I feel fuck like... Fuck it, I'm out. Um, but this one will be different because it's first person. You see the map. I don't think it's going to be that hard. Like, I understand what you're saying with Yeast. But I think that like... That was too much relying on you, whereas this is like turn, 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 go, turn, turn. Yeah, turn. hopefully hopefully there's a way to see them. There is a map in the game. So. And then the golds are sil- sever 100 enemies, fully upgrade all your skills and equipment, defeat the gro- uh, crow golem, defeat the cryptolith, defeat the dragon, finish the game after finding all mementos. Sounds pretty, not easy, but obtainable. Obtainable. Yeah. Dead Island Retro Revenges trophies are up. Oh, this, this is, is the, the game that's supposed to be in the collection. Um, nine bronzes, three silver, one gold, no platinum. Complete the final stage in story mode, attain five stars on all SP levels, complete marathon mode, reach wave 10 in survivor mode, complete your first level, etc. So it doesn't seem that bad, but there's no platinum, so you don't really need to even try to get them all. And then risk of rain, uh, trophies are alive, no platinum here either. Um, uh, Nine bronze, six silver, zero gold, zero platinum. What the fuck is this garbage? Uh, This one's sound pretty fun, though. Uh, Defeat 20 Lemurians. Uh, in one playthrough, survive 40 minutes, die 50 times, kill a boss with lights out, kill the magma worm, wandering vagrant and colossus, fail a shrine three times in a row, pass a shrine four times in a row, find the bloated survivor, find the robot janitor, which I want to find, <laughs> collect 15 monster logs, bank 20,000 gold, unlock a golden chest with the explorer's key, collect four key cards, drown 20 whorls. That's what it says. I'm not saying whores. I'm saying whorls. Whorls. And deal 5,000 damage in one shot. Those okay. are the trophies there. I'm looking forward to Risk of Rain on the Vita. I've had it on PS4, but it wouldn't. So when I was trying to play it, it would not come on Vita. And I emailed Give me Taylor. We're the exact same human being. And she's like, it's not ready for Vita. It's I got, not up for Vita. I got like, the same thing. And I was like, oh, cool. It's, it's for both. And I went to put it on this. I'm like, and it, what the it wasn't fuck? in the library. Yeah. What the fuck is this? Yeah. I was like, I'll wait. So that's it for that. Because that's like, that's pretty much the kiss of death for me ever playing your game on a PS4. When it says PS4 slash Vita, I'm like, well, there you go. I'm going to look now. I'm going to continue to put into this i was just in my download list today and i didn't see it but it i might not show to tonight yeah I, I, that well yeah tomorrow right so axiom verge is on here too i don't know what i'm supposed to do with myself here because hitman goes on here too i'm having a good run with vita right now yeah big fest not so good everything else foul play ninja senki dx is really good it's fucking hard which one's ninja it's like the, the one that's supposed to be like a game boy color side scroller oh okay cool it's not hard to play but it's hard if you want any of the trophies and okay. i do want the trophies colin yes we have a question for trophy time this one comes, of course, from kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, where you can go to get your question read just like two rounds left did. Hello, Greg and Colin. I have a trophy time question for you. Do you think that the PlayStation 4 will ever get the trophy progression tracking like Xbox One currently has for its achievements? I think that this is a handy system, and while not a must-have, I think it would be nice. Hope you have a great day. Keep fucking that chicken. Two rounds left. What is he talking about? I don't know if I know what he's talking about. I don't. I so I put on a fake mustache over the weekend. Some disguises. Yeah. Jumped into Quantum Break. Right. Playing on that there Xbox One in the living room. What he's talking about is like in Quantum Break, it's 
you know, take out this number of enemies with this power, right? And when you go to your achievements, it'll say for that ach- for that achievement, it'll say How you have done seventy six out of one hundred. And that's for every game. That's ubiquitous. Apparently, according to him, and I would that's have, pretty I, cool. That, that's how State of Decay did it. That's how everybody else. That's did pretty it cool. Too. I like that's that. That's awesome. It's a great idea. This is what I'm talking about with the fucking things for Ratchet and Clank. That would have been nice. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. When will PlayStation Four get this? Never. Maybe PlayStation Five is your best bet. Yeah, let's be patient. Let's not even be patient. Let's just be realistic. I understand a lot of you just got here to PlayStation Island. We've been we've been rubbing sticks together on PS3 Island. I've been yelling at volleyballs in the water from PlayStation Island for years now. XMB on PS3 Island. We've been hanging out with. We're just happy we got trophies. Period on PlayStation Four because remember when we thought those might not. We're happy PlayStation Four even works. Exactly. It fucking (laughs) has games. We can play them. Good enough by me. I got a firmware update once in a while. No big deal. It's it's great, but it's another one of those. And this is me, Greg Miller, who doesn't have a degree in game making. It's one of those back end things that developers, I think, would have to have from the get go with their SDK, like how they work on the PlayStation 4, how you build out your trophies for the PlayStation 4. You'd have to have it in there. So it doesn't work. Now, you've seen games in the past, very few games, you've seen games in the past have it in in game menus. Mm-hmm. And that's basically the same thing, except that the PlayStation doesn't know how to read that. That's not how it's going to happen. So maybe a PlayStation 5 perk. I was actually impressed seeing as how since i when i play the xbox right i'm rarely in i never i'm never in for the achievements so i'm like whatever i don't care if i get i get them cool that's fun i'm like a normal person whereas like i'm a psycho with the playstation stuff when i jumped in the quantum break thing they had a whole bunch of cool little shit that i was like oh this would be fun to have because i don't know if you know this you don't probably when you look at your xbox one trophies right or achievements they call them over there i think they came around after trophies though so it's weird um when you jump in kidding i'm kidding everybody calm down jesus you jump in to look at them right like uh it'll show you like you have you have 80 you've you're 80 percent complete on this game right on the full completion and then it'll rank you out of your friends like it'll read oh. your friends list and go there and then that's and, cool we'll then, never get that either no and it's like time played it's like oh the, wow the individual trophies will have these not the um, overall achievement so they're, out, they're straight out yeah. and it's like they'll give you little crowns like I had all, I had a bunch of gold crowns because I'm the number one state of decay friends list player I'm pr- player on my That's friends list cool. but I had a bronze another one yeah, it's really cool they have a whole bunch of little bells and whistles this Xbox man it could be going places we made names on PlayStation Networks 10 years ago you can't even change them so you know we're not getting any of this anytime soon doesn't automatically ping you got to go in there not and confident the, the engineering uh, acumen of, of Sony right now but we'll, we'll see what well, they're getting better they're getting better Undoing, undoing right illness, illnesses of the past, basically, with this fucking... Oh, this username shouldn't infuriate me. I know. I'm sorry. I mean, it is what it is. I have something to make you feel happy. I don't even really care at this point, because my name just says Colin Moriarty anyway. The PS4. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's the whole thing, too. Like, I forget. Yeah. I noticed you, and I don't know when you did it, but you changed your regular icon from... The, Kefka yeah, to Mega to, Man. To Mega Man. I like that a lot. Yeah, that's, that's good. It's cute. That's good a job. great ma- shot of Mega Man. It is a really good shot yeah. of Mega Man. Yeah, people think that I care because of my own username, and I do. I mean, I would... I don't know that I... I would probably change my name, but I actually just care because it's fucking stupid. Yeah. That you can't do it. I care for all of you. Put yeah. a pin in that. Because the next topic is a new segment, and it has something to do with that. But first, I need to tell you that Trophy Time was sponsored by none other than Loot Crate. Colin? Yes. Loot Crate is a monthly subscription box service for epic geek and gamer items and pop culture gear. For less than $20 a month, you get four to eight items that include licensed gear, apparel, collectibles, unique one-of-a-kind items, and more. Make sure you head to LootCrate.com PS and enter the code PS to save $3 on any new subscription. They guarantee... More than $40 in value in every crate. Sometimes even a lot more. Spring is springing, so grab a map, your bag of holding, and some friends. April's theme is Quest. We're forming a party to explore everywhere from far-off kingdoms to worlds hidden within worlds with exclusive items. From Labyrinth 
Harry Potter, History Channel's Vikings, which I love questing in, and Uncharted 4. And of course, we've got our t-shirt and loot pin to help you equip for your adventures. Remember, you only have until the 19th at 9 p.m. Pacific to subscribe and receive that month's crate. And when the cutoff happens, Jackie T, that's it. It's over. So go to lootcrate.com slash PS and enter the offer code PS to save $3 on your new subscription today. Is uh, Spock versus Mirror Image Spock That's over. You missed it. Spock versus Mirror Spock. (laughs) The great rivalries of all time. Batman, Superman. Batman, Superman, and Spock versus Mirror Mirror Image Spock, or whatever the fuck his name. (laughs) (sighs) I know that that's one of the great rivalries of all time up there with Ulysses S. Grant and Robert E. Lee. Cain and Abel. Batman, Superman, (laughs) North and the South, and Spock versus Mirror Spock. (laughs) Colin. Yeah. We have a new segment. This one's submitted from kindoffunny.com slash PSQ. You get to kick back because now we turn the show over to Adam Gurney for his new segment, Dear Shoe His new segment. His new segment, Dear Shoe I don't like this is wagging the dog. Other people can do it. I don't care. Anybody can write in. First time poster in question. An alternate on alternative. You're giving someone that's never posted before his own segment. Dear Shuhei submission. It's, it's a letter to Shuhei. Anybody can write letters to Shuhei. PSQ. Kind of we won't necessarily use them. Slash PSQ. You go there, you leave your message to Hey, maybe we read it. I'm going to take some water here because Adam's got a lot to say. Oh, God. Usually when I try to make them bad, I can't make them bad for you. They're worse when you don't try. Dear Shuhei, please, 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 and please allow us to apply filters and run searches on our PSN downloads list. When I go to my download list on the PlayStation Store website, it now runs 96 pages and contains videos, PS1 classics, Vita, PS3, and PS4 downloads, including demos, DLC, themes, avatars, and full games. If that wasn't bad enough, a huge chunk of my download list has now decided that the purchase dates have been lost and always default to the first and current calendar month. This means, even if I could search through my confirmation emails for a specific item, I can no longer guarantee that quickly clicking through the pages and checking the dates will be the way to locate them. Yes, I know that if I know what specific item I'm looking for, I can just search for it in the store. But the problem is that sometimes store pages for a game will not recognize you have purchased something and give you a download option, whilst... The download list will always have a download button if you can find what you're looking for. So please, Shuhei, ask your database managers to create some basic tools that make our overindulgences more readily accessible. Yours, Adam Gurney, a.k.a. Yenrug. I like this new segment. I don't want to call it Dear Shuhei, though. I want to call it Please Shuhei. You want to call it Please Shuhei? comma Shuhei. With well, a request, but here's the every thing: every week we have but, a new request. But the thing is, with the even though he doesn't, he's not. Sure, your sheet is in charge of all the first party studios, he so he has no, no power yeah. of any, anything that we're talking about. Here's the thing about, about the is way, that we end. I'm with you on that. What you're saying, but remember, we always end. I'm saying the worst name. No, yeah, we oh. do that too, but we're always PSN's worst name of the week is always please Shuhei. Let us change oh, our okay. names. That's why I like the dear Shuhei, okay. and I I'm, I'm with you. you. These these fucking turtles out there watching this show <laughs> they had a turtle audience no there were a lot of turtles watching this show uh i thought it was it was it, it, he comes here i'm like the gall to add a new segment and first off he he, he talks about it a dear shuhei thing or whatever and it's just like okay and then you read through it and i'm like this is good this isn't like a stupid give me more colors for the ps4 this is an actual real thing mm-hmm. that you and i would have to deal with a real nerdy playstation issue us and the other turtles have to deal sure. with all out good job adam give him a round of applause Colin. Yeah. Let's check in with the readers. Hello, readers. You got a bunch 
And when I say you, I mean us. Of Uncharted 4 questions. You ready? Yeah. C. Duffy 44 says, hey, Greg and Colin. I was fairly surprised to discover that just this week, another 15 minute long Uncharted 4 demo was revealed, showcasing yet another section of the game. This is the third demo of its kind we've seen, along with two trailers. Do you guys think that the developers should hold back a bit to avoid spoiling more of the game when it eventually comes out? Uncharted 3, for example, would have had a greater element of surprise if we hadn't seen epic parts of the game, like the boat and plane before its release. I'm staying away from the Uncharted 4 demos for now, but the temptation to watch more just might be too much for me in the next few weeks. I understand that Uncharted is one of PlayStation's biggest exclusives, and that they need to market it accordingly, but surely one trailer and a demo would be enough. No? Cheers, lads. Craig from Dublin. Dublin? Dublin, Ireland. He probably knows Amy. You said Dublin. That's what I was asking. Dublin. I don't know why that Wait, was. what did I say? Dublin. Oh, I you put a D Dublin. on the end? Dublin. D-U-B-L-I-N apostrophe D, which is... Uh, Dublin. Yeah. Mainstreamed. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to start doing that. All right. From now on, if you're from Dublin, you're from Dublin. Uh, um, yeah, they're showing way too much. Of the bullshit. Game. They are not showing too much. They're fine. They've learned, man. Uncharted 3 was when they fucked it up with the subway commercials and the plane exploding and this, that, and the other. And here's the thing. The did You, you didn't watch our Let's Play, right? Nope. That demo? The demo is totally like, here are mechanics of Uncharted. Okay, I'm driving a Jeep. All right, oh, I can mark people. I can, you know, I can mark them so I see no, them. I don't want to know that. You're ruining it for me already. Oh, Sully can has wings. Sully can wow. fly. It's like a terrorist. Oh, Chloe's back. She's from Dublin. Uh, it was all. It's all mechanic stuff. It's totally not showing you a I giant like set you can piece. Mark people. That bothers me. It's not. Sh- well, you're not gonna like this game then. Welcome. You don't like Metal Gear? Too bad. You don't like this game. Why are they doing this? Uh, so you can see people. That's not what Uncharted is. Uncharted. Ha- Drake has an optic eye now. Probably does, doesn't he? Mm, maybe. Uh, they're showing all these mechanic things to get you used to that part. They're not showing you the giant epic sec pieces. They're not showing you the story pieces. They're not showing you. I'm fine. I'm, I actually think they've done a really good job of showing me enough to keep me engaged, but not showing me too much. I've only seen Elena for a brief instant. You're telling me? Come on now. Come on now, Stanley. I think they're doing Come on fine. now, Stanley. I think they're doing a obscure Jericho reference of all time. Someone out there gets it, though. It's only funny to you and I. Uh, I think they're doing a great job of not ruining Uncharted, but showing you enough. I think that the trailers they've shown, the the demo they've shown, well, you know, here's a little bit of Nate talking, and then the one giant, we're going through, getting chased through the wall, things on fire. Oh, my God, Elena. Bam. That's the real demo that we've seen. The other ones have just been, now you can use the hook and you can fall down and you can go into stealth and out of stealth. Now I've really can... only watched like the original thing and that's it. Like with the hook. And I think we're so close. You're not going to see much more. You will get probably, oh, they're already putting out the trailer. That one trailer. We're already close. Going. I mean, we're, we're like less than a month away. From I know the it's game, crazy, right? I think. Right. It's May, you want to check if we got codes? or something? No, don't check. We, we, we don't have codes. They're not going to give us codes on Uncharted a month before it comes out. You don't know when they're going to, you don't know what they're going to do. Two weeks just before. Two weeks before. I would say even maybe less than that. Maybe the weekend before the weekend before it comes out. <laughs> so not even two weeks a very obtuse way of saying that <laughs> we have so many codes i don't want it on. I, do, I honestly don't even want uncharted right now please don't give it to me and don't give me uncharted before the trophies go off because i'm sick of this show with ratchet and clank where i have no idea what the fuck's going on with my trophies collect the treasures kill these enemies. i mean i can look at psm profiles i just Roll don't like collecting things that my ps4 is going to die or something that happened to me remember that happened to me with rainbow moon or rainbow moon with the debug dying and yeah. i lost all my fucking trophies sure i don't like that shit no i don't like it either Odd Dino writes in and says, I've been just finished replaying <laughs> all of the Uncharted games in preparation for the release of four. And all it has me wondering. I don't think you did Golden Abyss. Fight for fortune. Oh, come on, get the shit out of here. Will Uncharted 4 have a supernatural element like all of the previous games? I've heard people complain many times 
that it's becoming predictable at this point, but despite that, I always find it fun and interesting to see what new thing Naughty Dog comes up with for the game. Would you two be disappointed if you finished Uncharted 4 and there wasn't any kind of supernatural surprise? The multiplayer beta included an item that slowed time, which hasn't been in any previous games, but Naughty Dog has been cautious about spoiling things in the beta before, making Charlie appear as a villain in the beta to maintain the surprise of Uncharted 3's opening. Do, will it have an unsure, a supernatural twist? Probably, but I'll, I guarantee it will. But I that's not a problem. I mean, these are so modeled after Indiana Jones, which also had supernatural right. twists. So it's not like um, that's a problem. It's they're still grounded in reality as much as you can be with this kind of game where Drake has murdered fifteen hundred people at this point. Sure. In his life. Um, but I got to tell you, like more, I, the, I don't want to say I, this is going to sound so negative, and it's not the way I'm saying it, but it's just like there are just certain aspects of the gameplay that I'm like actually more concerned about than the story. I think the story's going to be great. I, I have no problem with that, but it's like the the choice thing. This marking enemies thing. It's like, what? Mm-hmm. Tell me that they're going to upgrade guns in this thing. And I'm going to lose my mind. Okay. Just like, you know. upgra- no. Uh, <laughs> I think it'll have a supernatural element, a twist. And I, and if you're counting Uncharted 3's twist or supernatural thing, then, then yeah, for sure it will. Uh, but I, would you be disappointed if there wasn't one? No. Me neither. Tell the story you need to tell. But yeah, but it's, it's when you but think about there. it more, there's, there's going to, there has to be. Because yeah, if it was just, they're on an adventure and there's some bad guys and they killed the bad guys and now it's done. It's just, well, I got what I got this I got this ink and pot at the end. Mm. That's what I was this was all for. The urn. Let's, Sam, see, what, let's see what the trophies are. Sam go. hit his, his apartment keys in this urn years ago and then it got put in a museum and then that got broken into and they took the urn and now I got to go get it. Oh. And Laura Bailey, Bailey's character wants it too because she wants to get in that apartment. She left <sighs> one of her shoes in there. Just one of them. Just letting you know Neil I can write the next one. Valkyrie X from NJ says Colin. You mentioned in the last episode that you don't think Naughty Dog will show anything at E3 this year, but do you think it's possible that the single-player DLC will be revealed there, or is it too early since the game comes out in May? I think it's too early because as far as they've said... They don't even know what it they is. They don't even know what it is yet, and they haven't yeah. started working on it. So they're probably... They're, the game's gold, so they're probably tweaking and making a patch now, but I, I assume the team's probably going to be off for a while. So I don't expect that you'll see the DLC until the end of the year at the very earliest, and by that I mean not out. I mean you'll see it at some point. The last of us left behind was a year, right? I'm thinking spring 2014. I want to say could be could be wrong about that. I could be wildly off about that, but I feel like that's right. Was it? I'll look it up. Because the way I would see this playing out is, yeah, E3 is too quick. They don't have anything. I mean, and I I definitely think by now they have the idea for what it is. Neil Neil and Bruce have kicked around something, but I think by E3 you wouldn't have a trailer or anything, which means that. What PSX PSX you get a trailer timed with the game awards again. That's when they do something. Yeah, February 14 2014. So it was almost a year after. Yeah, so I game something out. similar. To Not that a year. Game came out in June. So it's like in so same thing for months. Uncharted, right? You yep. go game has its run holiday lead up and then yeah, December, whatever you show your single player DLC. Then you release it in the spring. Give it time to breathe like they'll you'll see Uncharted 4 at E3. <laughs> You know, like they'll probably have it in the sizzle reel and stuff like of that. Of course. Oh, God. Yeah. And remember the success of Uncharted 4 and the bundle. And blah, hey, guys. Blah. It's me, Jackie T. Jackie T. Just wanted to come on and tell you that Uncharted's been selling really well. <laughs> he gets like the little hook from offstage. <laughs> All right. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to talk about big franchises on that there PlayStation? Sure. Colin? Let's go to Jersey Mike, who wrote in at kindoffunny.com slash PSQ, just like you can, and says, Hey, Greg and Colin. Long time listener, first time writer. One of my favorite games on PS3 was Starhawk. I was hoping for a sequel to this game, but the developer Lightbox Interactive contract with Sony was abruptly cut. Do you guys know why this happened after only one game? P.S. 
Do you think Sony will hire another dev to make another Hawk game? Yeah, I was going to say Starhawk is not an original game. It's a sequel itself, Warhawk, yeah, yeah. Um, which is the and Warhawk is a remake of an old PlayStation game. Right. So there's a lineage here that I think that I say that because I think there's a lineage here that they will be explored again. I think Starhawk was just came out in that time, 2011, I think 2012, when there were just too many ex- games. They were putting out an exclusive every month, which sounded like a great idea. Oh, clearly this is going to move units. This is going to make things happen. And no, it totally overwhelmed and flooded the market. Yeah, I think that it was ultimately a blunder, although I would have called it a success at the time. Um they just were shitting out these exclusives that just that just they just needed to exist. So, um, will they go back to the Hawk games? I assume so. Um, it seemed to me to be a SOCOM kind of situation too, in the sense of like the people wanted Warhawk, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and Starhawk is a nice idea to like kind of you know sci-fi it up a little bit. But, but it was also weird. It wasn't. Warhawk. It was like somewhat of a strategy game mm-hmm. on what you dropped and where you built it and, and it's like no I it was want, very complicated what I loved about Warhawk and like what I loved about Warhawk from the get go that was the, one of the first games at IGN where I was like we we had the test kits when mm-hmm. I first started working there we had like Warhawk Wednesdays or whatever they were and you jumped on and played with everybody it was just like it was deathmatch but it was awesome you know what I mean <laughs> jump in and if I always stayed on the ground Jeff Haynes always got in a Warhawk and then we just fucking went around a wreck shop you know what I mean like that was awesome I know what you mean. that instant action thank you very much that instant action of jumping in there and doing it it sucks that that moved away a little bit. I know? think that they'll revisit. I mean, I just think that there are certain things that they're going to revisit. <laughs> and I think that that's one of them. I still think medieval is going to come back. Um, Colony Wars, I think, should be in play. I think Resistance will be back. So I think that you just have to give these things time to breathe and time to for the right developer to have the right idea. Now, why do you think the contract was cut? Was it because it didn't sell? And they were like, well, I don't want to keep investing in this with Lightbox. Yeah, I don't know the nature. Did they have a multi-game deal with them that they cut? They, I was just looking at Wikipedia and there was a contract. Yeah, and I'll read you the synopsis here, but it's not I don't think I knew that. that. The studio relocated from Salt Lake to Austin in the fall of 2009. On October 17th, 2012, it was confirmed that Lightbox's interactive contract with Sony ended and that Lightbox had laid off 24 empl- employees the day after. Okay, well, it was ended. I mean, their contract was up. I, I, I guess what I'm wondering is like, did they have a three-game deal with them that they got out of? Because that doesn't seem like something they would be allowed to do. Mm-hmm. So I don't mm-hmm. think that they... I I think that wording is a little weird. It's not like their situation with Giant Sparrow or with that game company. Like, we're getting three games out of you guys. Right. Um, Edith Finch, of course, is going to be the second game out of uh, Giant Sparrow. So I, I think that the game was done and they didn't sell didn't well. Sell. And and it was like, it's why, the same thing yeah. I have with Superbot or some of these other studios. Sure. It's just that a lot of these studios had centralized plans around Sony's funding. And when that funding's pulled, you're fucked. I think it's telling too that, you know, like it ended in what did Lightbox do? They moved on to do like iOS and mobile games mm-hmm. and stuff. You know what I mean? Like, Maybe their heart wasn't in consoles anymore. And clearly you have to let people go because of the way this all goes and ends up that way. That's just the business, sadly. And you have to go and make games for what you believe in. And hopefully what you think they believed in that. Now, Colin, we're going to get into a question here. I don't think we have the answer. I don't think I email people about the answer, but I don't think we'll get answers for any time soon from them. But I think we put our heads together. We can explain some things. Okay. Tony from the block writes in and says so i've been listening to you guys for years now you best friends have moved from arizona nope that's right you best friends have moved from arizona to new york to ak and back to az again you have brought me many laughs even some tears on that last beyond episode you have answered many questions without my asking i even met you guys at the first psx i asked colin about that which should not be named but i've searched the web and found nothing so you guys are my last hope I recently pre-ordered my PSVR headset. I bought two Move controllers and have a PS camera too. Now I also have a gold wireless headset, which I love, but I found out that the PSVR uses both USB dongles. Is it possible to use this headset via a USB on the processing unit or maybe a USB hub? 
Or am I going to have to plug another wire into the controller to totally connect to the matrix? Hmm. Thanks, Tony from the block. P.S. Olivia's juice. That's an interesting question. I And here's how the, I like it a lot. Good question. Mm-hmm. Of course, Very we get question. only hypothesis. We don't have it. We don't know. You know what I mean? We don't have when they when you go to these demo events, you don't have time to fuck around with all <sighs> this shit. My my guess would be that similar to the the vibe we have floating around in here, right? You have you already have the surround sound built into the headset you're wearing. I imagine that there's a th- th- what is it? Three point five millimeter jack for regular for earbuds or whatever. So I don't think you have to plug anything in your controller. I think you're away from you. Don't have to worry about that. And if memory serves, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments. I never went to the Gold Pulse headset, right? Or the gold, whatever they call them, the gold headset. But I had a pulse headset like that Gen 2 one. And there had a jack in that one for the 3.5 and came with the cable too. So theoretically, you'd still have, you're ready to go with, uh, because I believe the pulse would have that too. Or the, yeah, but I think that's not what he's saying. Like what what he's wondering. I'm giving, no, I'm 100% with you. Sorry. I'm giving you a way to hardwire the, you're going to be fine is what I'm saying. To this extent though, no, I do not think the processing box has USBs of its own. And I do think, that yeah, you're you're, I don't, you're you're clearly fucked with having your two ports on your PS4 taken up. However, a USB hub should work. Rock Band did that on PS3. I don't understand why that wouldn't work here. Yeah, that sucks. If that's the solution, though. I wonder if the solution is simpler and more elegant. I wonder. I wonder if there's some sort of, because the headset is so fundamental. Like the 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 headphones are so fundamental to the VR experience that I wonder if there's some sort of way for it to read the Bluetooth off of your. Mm. Here's off, my. You, now, like, because that is an interesting. I would have never even thought of that until the fucking thing was in my hands. Sure, you know. So that's a really astute well, question. Are do you use yours? Yes, yeah, so like once in a blue moon. Yeah, I use it to play the division a bunch just because like I didn't want to wake people up. Yeah. Um, but I don't. I typically don't play with headphones. See, the thing about it is, and like, granted, we can go. We're gonna have to go through our litany of times using the PlayStation VR. Usually, it's an event. Usually, it's around a million other PlayStation VRs. This is a great question, Tony, because I've never ever thought about the fact that they're putting sh- not not shitty, but not fucking gold headsets on you. Usually when you go to a Sony event and you play Sony games or PlayStation games, that's what you pick up. They have the headset right there. But now it's always been the wired ones. It's always been these different ones. It's never been. I, I would think if they had that working, they would use it. And the fact that they the, the argument would be the counter argument to be with like, well, we don't do it here because we have 30 playstations and 30 PlayStation VRs. There's interference and this wouldn't work. This, you know what I mean? But I've never thought about it, the fact that, yeah, they're putting on headsets that aren't. We'll get an headset. answer for you. I, I, um, Al probably knows. Yeah, I hit up Al, but we'll see. So we'll see. I, and it's just one of those it's if, an interesting questions. With, question. with the, with the vibe having it already having an audio jack on it. You imagine that this will have an audio jack. It just on sucks. It. It has another wire. Yeah, I know, but it's already, it's already in your head. I mean, you know I mean? Yeah, if you can just loop it over yeah. around. It doesn't matter. We'll figure it out. Excuse me. There's a vibe over there. Looks like a gas mask. It could be if you want it to be. It can be whatever you want it to be. And when you put on the VR eyes, you're in the VR world and everything exists for you. Colin, would you like to talk about Sony Bend, video chat capabilities, free VR games, or Horizon Zero Dawn? Horizon. I knew that was going to be answered. Who does? writes in and says, Hey guys, Jackie D here. Now that Microsoft has announced that Gears of War 4 launches on October 11th, 2016, what date would you expect Sony to announce the launch of Horizon Zero Dawn? If it still launches this year, pretty please. It will. Does it make sense to launch an exclusive game head-to-head with Microsoft, or should they get as far away as possible? Who does? P.S. Will you game with me? Mark X for yes, and O for no. Oh. 
Uh, when do you? When right now you're Sony. You're yeah, up there in the uh, big no, boardroom. It's got to be a November game. Okay, I would get it out of way. Gears. Let Gears have its time. Horizon's a new IP. You're gonna have a lot to prove. You're gonna need a little more time to prove it in the media. They might need more time to finish it. Shuei told me that the game's coming out this year. You know, and I know and things can change. Them. I do believe them. I, they need a game this fall. They better have a fucking game this fall. Who knows what the hell's going on with the Last Guardian? That could be a fall game too. Fall 2024. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I think it's gonna come out. I think it'll be a November release, probably a week or two before Black Friday. Uh, push bundles. Cut yep. the price of the PS4. Do a bunch of shit with that game. I think that that game's gonna be huge. Because you basically get to give it a month mm-hmm. after Gears. Like I, I yeah, do. Gears have its fucking you gotta look. get out of Gears way because yep. that's an established franchise. that's gonna move a gajillion units. Yeah, I mean to be fair, Halo didn't. I mean I know people contest this, but Halo did not sell as well as I think Microsoft wanted. Sure, to but sell. I so I don't know how well Gears is gonna do. Gears is not as resonant, but I think Gears looks way fucking better. See, that's interesting. You say that because I don't. I think it resonates more. I think there's more people. I I, he, I actually hear people talk about and get excited for Gears. You know what I mean? I did not hear that for Halo. I, You and I didn't, and not that we're the barometer or anything, but this is a game we're stoked to play. I talked to other people who weren't stoked to play Halo. They're stoked to play this. I think this is a different, a little bit different. And I don't, I don't know why, what happened with Halo that it burned into this and that, 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 that. I thought it was pretty obvious that that was going to happen. I mean, just because no, I'm with you. Yeah. I agreed with you when you said that was going to happen. That's the thing here is I, I feel like there's a different sent on the wind in this one i think people are are, are game excited looks for exceptional one. i mean if people haven't seen I mean, we don't talk about xbox games really on here but we did watch the uh the sounds of silence trailer for gears today on colin and greg live and it's fucking cool yeah that game's that, i think that game's gonna be fantastic yeah i'm looking forward to it me too we're gonna play it yeah yeah Split we, screen we, living room we will we only have one xbox one we get a pizza for, next to our 15 ps4 so we're gonna have to figure that out <laughs> derek writes in with the final question over at kind of funny.com slash psq and says hey guys tonight I just wanted to play some little game on my PS4, but surprise, surprise, the network was down, so I was locked out of all my PSN games. While this doesn't affect me much right now because I can just play disc-based games, it makes me wonder if the future, when almost all games are digital, will Sony have to find some way to allow offline access for their games? Would like to know your opinions, Derek. Derek411, turn on your PS4, go into it, go over to settings, and make this your primary PS4. If you make it your primary PS4, this won't happen to you anymore. The problem is that they don't want me and Colin, have, Colin has a PS4 and I have a PS4 and I sh- name share with him and whatever the hell yeah, happens. PS3, people used to do that all the time. So Right. This is just a security measure to get out that. If you only have one PS4, there is no reason to worry about it. Put it as your primary PS4 and there you go. Problem solved. You never have to worry about it again. Go live your life in the Galapagos Islands. Galapagos? Mm-hmm. Never heard of that place. That's where all the turtles live. Oh. Didn't surprise you Galapagos. No, no. This is different. Oh. This is where our turtles live. Mm. It's right next to Vida. Oh, the turtles that watch this show. Yeah, exactly. Good internet well, on Galapagos Island. <laughs> great internet on Galapagos Island. <laughs> Colin? Yeah. Let me tell you about a best friend I love you in a segment we call PS I Love This Best Friend XOXO. Go to kindoffunny.com slash forums. Submit you or your friend to get some PSN friends. This is what Nesticle did. Nesticle, Nesticle yeah. named after the emulator. Of course, yes. I used your emulator in high school. I Same love Nest- Peak, Oh, Nesticle is the best. It dude. was awesome, right? I went there and played Ghostbusters. Oh, my God. All right. Not that I'm saying you should do that. No. Well, I mean, that was a different... At this point. Yeah. I, mean, what are you gonna do? I don't know. I don't... Uh, the, the emulator thing's a little tough because if you can buy a lot of, of these games now. Back when we were kids, like in the 90s and early 2000s, we didn't have virtual nope. console. We didn't have all these kinds of things. The Funko Land in your neighborhood didn't have this game? You I fuck. do say if you have no chance of buying the game... Then I don't, and it's old. It's really yeah. old. I don't know that. Yeah, really the money's not going to the devs really, anymore. Yeah, I don't know that. Somebody's really. getting rich. You might have an care. ethical problem, but I don't know that it's really unethical either. Nesticle writes in and says, "Hey, Greg, Colin, and the PS I love you XOXO community. 
This friend shout out is for my buddy Justin, who just recently crossed over from the Nintendo community into ours. I creeped his friends list and saw that he only has four. Please add him and make him feel welcome. His ID is DarklordJD. That's all one word, DarklordJD. And while you're at it, why not add a veteran? I'm not going to read yours, Nesticle. Well, trying, to get all, damn. trying to get all clever on Definitely that Definitely don't tell Dark Lord uh, that he should go back and play Splatoon and leave us alone on our island. Where were you when we needed you? There's no PlayStation 4 island. PlayStation 4 is a moving city in the sky. <laughs> There's all these like, ladders. You just run by and grab it. You climb, up. you climb right up to it. The PS3 is just like a, a fucking crater <laughs> on the ground. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody go. On the PSN, friend and message, Dark Lord Welcome, JD. Dark Lord JD. Welcome, Welcome him. Say listen to the show. Game with him. So on. I'll be quizzing you shortly on so Colony Wars. Very shortly. What if he, I mean, so he's got to go back and get, like, is he reading you gotta about go that? Got to go get a PS1. Got to go get a oh. NetUrosi, too. Oh, my God. Jeez, Louise. I wanted to make a PS1 game. Colin, it's my yeah. turn for this week's Forgotten PlayStation game. I'm picking one that I know is special to you. Sunflowers. Sunflowers on Vita. Yeah, that I was a great game. game. I finally deleted it because I've, I've played it. Mm -hmm. I enjoyed it. It's a great, you know, it's a phone game or whatever. It's another you hold type. Your, yeah, you, you, you hold do this and you collect this. And it's great. You have fun. It was. It was, it was, it was shockingly special to me, I will say. Yeah, you because, really loved it. Yeah, I don't know. I just liked it. I liked that game. No, it, I know. I, I remember you being all up its ass, as you say. And then I got it and played it on a plane ride. And I was like, this is great. And I had it for it's a long time. Game. It's cute. It's fun. It's simple, but it's a good time waster. It's probably cheap as hell right now. Yeah, I don't think it was. I honestly think it might have been like a couple dollars even when it came out. I don't know that it was like much more than that, but I have no idea. You should obviously look before you buy it. No, just blindly purchase everything on the store. But uh, yeah, it's it's one of those games that was an iOS game, but it doesn't count until it's on Vita. It's the same thing with Hitman. Mm -hmm. What is this? Someone texting you. I'm going to tell you, Colin, PSN's worst name of the week. Are you correct? Are you ready? I, am I correct? I don't know. Are you know. correct? Or are yeah. you ready? Are you correct or ready? I'm correct. You're correct? Yes. But are you ready? No. Okay. End but, the show. Uh, but are you correct? No. Joe26713, which isn't a great fucking username either, Joe. He writes in and says... My worst PSN name of the week is Two Girls, One Cup. My brother Juan made his PSN name when he was 15. He thought it would be a funny That's play. That's a fucking awesome I name. know. He thought it would be a funny play on words since the filters wouldn't catch it. It was all fun and games until I inherited his PS3 and PSN when he went to college. Playing online, I am constantly mocked for my name and people think really? that my name is Juan when it's actually Joe. I since had to get rid of the account and make a new one since it was so bad. This almost killed me since I had been playing on the account for years. Please let us change our name, Shuhei. Please. That's a fucking great name. You Shuhei, fucked up. when you do allow name changing, specifically allow two girls, one cop to not change his and name. And to make it even better, it's two girls, but with a G-U-R-L-Z. Two girls. Oh, man, that's bad. Never one cup. No, that's, that's a, still great. That's a fucking funny name. That's a great name. That's a clever one. I like that. Like Long Dong Silver, our old friend. Yeah. <sighs> May he, may he rest in peace. <laughs> Remember him? Yeah, I don't remember. How can I forget? Sending us pictures of his girlfriend yeah, during the, on a live stream at IGN for like so weird. two in the guy. morning. I was awesome. listen to this though. I'm sure probably not. Probably doesn't. Uh, but yeah, I actually think your name's worse, Joe. Two six seven one three. So so think about that. You think two girls, one cup is that bad? But whatever. That's so funny. That's a really good one. I like that. Bravo to Juan, your brother Juan. Remember everybody, go to kindoffunny.com slash forums. P.S. I love you board there. You can submit your worst PSN name of the week. Remember, you have to know the person or it's yours. None of this Rocket League bullshit. None of this just random names. Yeah, Rocket League was fucking up. It was muddying the well for a while, wasn't it? It was. Now, Colin. Yeah. In a rare move, that was also sponsored. Are you ready for that? I'm sure the sponsor's thrilled. They love two girls, one cup. This one is for Armada. We can't say cup ever. One cup. We both said it weird. Like one cup. One cup. <laughs> 
Like, what is it about the word Juan, the noun Juan? That we Armada get? is the new book from Ernest Klein. Oh, I forgot. I had one. Look at that. From Ernest Klein, the author of the New York Times bestseller Ready Player One, which is being made into a film by Warner Brothers and legendary director Steven Spielberg. Armada opens his high school student Zach Lightman, glances out his classroom window and spots a UFO. At first he thinks he's going crazy. A minute later he's sure of it, because the ship he's staring at is straight out of a video game he plays every night. A hugely popular online flight simulator called Armada. Get it? That's the name of the book. That's what's that. In which gamers just happen to be protecting Earth from alien invasions. Zach is sure he's lost his mind, but what he's seeing is all too real, and his skills, as well as those million gamers across the world, are going to be needed to save Earth from what's about to befall it. Now, this is where it's interesting. Sure, there's a book. It's available now. Go get it, whatever. They're doing a contest. To celebrate the paperback release of Armada, the author and publisher are running a contest. Prizes include an Oculus Rift virtual reality headset, not a PSVR, don't care, a Thrustmaster Hoda's Warthog joystick, sounds made up. Hoda from... Hodas. 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 Okay. Ho... Hodas. Hodor? Hodas. 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 Okay. Hodas? The president Hodus. of the United States, Joystick? And many other Armada prizes, such as signed books and posters. For more info on how to play and enter, visit armadabook.com slash contest. Thank you, Armada. Book's available now. Did you read Ready Player One? Because that I was in a loot crate I, and everybody flipped out about yeah, it. Yeah, I don't, I don't know that I did. I have it I have it on my shelf. <laughs> I don't know if I've ever read it. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, this has been P.S. I Love You XOXO, episode 31. Thank you for joining us. Remember, P.S. I Love You XOXO posts every Tuesday. Remember, it's kindoffunny.com's PlayStation podcast, so go there, subscribe, and listen to the other shows. Remember, it's the number one PlayStation podcast on the internet because of your support, and we hope your support will lead you to San Francisco, May 28 and 29, for Kind of Funny Live 2. Remember, tickets are on sale now, kindoffunny.com slash tickets. Also, the show posts every Tuesday at 9 a.m. But you already knew that. You just get it whenever you get it. Kelly! It's Kelly! Oh, Colin. Happy anniversary to her as well. <laughs> Five years of Kelly. I wonder if he's still with Kelly. No way. Not a fucking chance in hell. Even though Zach and Kelly, which I remember... It was so weird. We were too drunk to pick up on the Save by the yeah, Bell we were, reference really as it drunk. happened, I was but it really was awesome. That night. I remember yeah. that night really well for some reason. I don't remember many nights, but yeah. I remember that one. It was, a lot, it was joy. We had pure joy flowing through us and a lot of 21st Amendment beer. Every episode of P.S. I Love You XOXO ends in a song in a segment we call Singing to Shuhei. Remember, if you are one of them musical artists, you need to go to kindoffunny.com slash PSM. Give me a YouTube link and an MP3 for your song so I can annotate to your video at the end of our video or put the MP3 on our MP3. Colin. You really put your MP3 in the MP3? Yo, who'd you like MP3? So push MP3 in the MP3. <laughs> Colin. Yeah. This is an old friend of ours. Life in 24 frames mm. is back. Mm. If you don't remember Life Story for Frames? I do. They, they were all over Beyonds. Yesterday that this yeah, yeah, they, so it's not a big surprise to me right now. Well, I, I just don't think you pay attention to anything. They were on a bunch of Beyonds. Yeah. They played live at Beyond 300. Very right, here we go. Sacramento, I believe, right? Yes. Life in 24 Frames writes in and says, November, parentheses, heartbeats, was the one of our first tracks written for our third full-length album, Control Plus Z, and what became the driving force for everything else to come. It captures that specific moment in one's life when everything changes, when life turns a person's world upside down. It's the moment between death of, the death of a former life and the birth of a new one. For us, this could be considered the pivotal, quote-unquote, plot twist moment of the album's narrative. We've been waiting an incredibly long time to share this music with people, and it's the most personal record we've done to date. In fact, it's a concept record. 
It consists of 12 tracks, January to December, that will take you on a pretty crazy personal emotional ride. Album release doesn't have a date yet, but we will be premiering at least two more tracks and some exclusively stuff and some exclusive stuff through our mailing list, which folks can sign up for on our Facebook page or visit the website lifein24frames.com. Remember everybody, this is Greg. The 24 is the number 24. So lifein24frames.com. Launching today alongside this track is part one in our four-part video documentary series, Making Control Plus Z, which again can be found on our YouTube page and Facebook page. It's got some really fantastic insight into what this process was like for us. The last thing we'd like to do is express the extreme amount of gratitude for the amount of support and love we have received over the years from you guys and the amazing community you guys have built. It is an honor to be part of it. Seeing people tweet, tweet videos of themselves dancing at their wedding to our music, getting messages about how our music has helped them prevail through dark times, being a performer at Beyond 300, or even seeing, a fa- even seeing fan-made videos is more meaningful than anything money can buy, except maybe for PSVR pre-order. But seriously, thank you guys from the bottom of our hearts for all the love and support. You all make creating music worth it. I hope you enjoy the new song. P.S. I love you. XOXO. Life in 24 frames. What a what a gentleman group of gentlemen. Mm. Yeah, it's weird because I mean gentle it, gentle company, gentle band. Gentle persons. Gentle peoples. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Life in 24 frames with November parentheses heartbeat. Until next time, it's been our pleasure to serve you. Just me.